It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Penn School parents told to wait until September. Hertfordshire Walker found dead in Scotland and Aylesbury taxi driver loses appeal. BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents of some of the children from Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know which alternative schools are available until the first week back in September. The special school near High Wycombe remains in administration. More from Jessica Cooper. Parents of seven children who sent them to Penn but live across the border in Berkshire are being told they might not know more for another month. Royal Borough of Maidenhead and Windsor Council say new schools have been found for some of the children but it's been challenging because the closure happened just before the summer holidays. They say they'll be in a better position to advise on other school availability in the first week back in September. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. Police say there are not thought to be any suspicious circumstances. Home Office figures show that the number of fines issued to lorry drivers and haulage firms for carrying illegal immigrants has increased by more than half in a year. The increase is partly down to the high number of people trying to board lorries in Calais. Meanwhile, more suspected immigrants have been found in Bedfordshire already this year compared to the whole of 2014, 287 people were arrested or detained by mid-July, compared to last year's total of 277. A Buckinghamshire taxi driver has lost an appeal to keep his licence after accusations of inappropriate behaviour towards women. Azkar Ahmad of Buckingham Street in Aylesbury was punished despite never being convicted of a criminal offence. He now has to go through the Crown Court if he's to reappeal. More from Simon Watts. Azkar Ahmed took his case to Milton Keynes Magistrates Court after his licence was revoked last year following three separate unconnected incidents. Aylesbury Vale District Council say they made the decision in the interest of public safety. Drivers need to go through a CRB checking process whenever they get a new licence or renew it. The council say necessary steps need to be taken to ensure that drivers are fit and proper for a role that involves dealing with members of the public who are often vulnerable due to their age sex or alcohol consumption. A man has been airlifted to hospital with serious injuries after an incident in Codicott High Street in Hertfordshire just before three o'clock yesterday afternoon. Hearts Police say one person has been detained. A fresh 24-hour tube strike is due to start from 6.30 this evening. Following the failure of talks between unions and London Underground, all stations are expected to close. Drivers are unhappy at pay and conditions offered for working on the new night service. In sport, the head of the London Olympics, Lord Coe, who is tipped to become the head of Athletics World Governing Body, has said claims of widespread doping amount to a declaration of war on his sport. The weather, sunny spells this morning, rain this afternoon, which may turn heavy later, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Falling in love was the last thing I had on my mind Holding you is a warmth that I thought I could never find Just trying to decide
I've seen visions of someone like you in my life A love that's strong, reaching out, holding me through the darkest night Just trying to decide Or stay by your side I don't want to cry I just guys so um like migraines and stuff it's like um it's like the bad bit of the lsd you know none of the fun bits music doesn't sound like pictures you know coincidences don't seem like messages from god and patterns just i don't even see patterns how can you not see patterns i couldn't see patterns yesterday anyway No, that's the wrong one. Hang on. <clears throat> Thank you to Justin Dealey for, uh, you know, doing his job. He did it. It was his job. It was his job, basically, you know, and um, it's appreciated. Onwards and upwards. I've only got another few days and I'm off on holiday. Ah, I say off on holiday. Oh, OK, I'm going to... OK, right, here we go. Hang on a second. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. At some point this morning, Kels, great to have you back. Thanks, player. At some point this morning, I need Paul Scoynes on. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe about 20 minutes past eight. Come in, Dills. Because um, uh, uh, Project Dark is happening, Okay, Hashtag Project Dark is happening. I've told you what Project Dark is. Yes, yes, I'm very concerned. Me and Paul Scoynes are going to rubber up. And we are going to try and squeeze ourselves, both of ourselves, into the tightest, wettest crack we can find at the weekend. I think we're going to Wales, and we're going to um, just try and... Um, well, Scoynes is going to go first. Yep. He's a bigger lad than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if he can squeeze into a tight, wet crack, then boy, oh boy, there's a strong chance I probably can as well. So that's... You've definitely got plenty of protection, correct? Uh, yeah, we, yep. well, well, I, well, I went shopping yesterday. I don't know if you saw the pictures on Twitter. I but saw I was, some of them, yes. I was, I was covering up as best as I can, uh, <laughs> and then we're going we're to meet a third guy yeah. who's hopefully got, you know, he's got the hard stuff. 
He's going to give us wow. the hard stuff. And then on uh, Sunday, we are going to just find a tiny wet crack. And we're going to try... I say I was going to say slip inside and doubt it. We're going to try and squeeze our way through it if we can. You feeling uh, feeling in the mood for it? I yeah. am feeling terrified. I'm terrified. But there's three of you. There's going to be three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that means you've got company around you. Also, I'm using Paul Scoynes as my cat's whiskers. You know cats yeah. use their whiskers yeah. to <laughs> see if they can fit through a tiny hole. Okay, If yeah. the whiskers don't touch anything, the cat thinks, boom, shakalak, I'm through this hole. Mm -hmm. And never the funniest thing you can do, and also in many ways, Justin, the mm. cruelest thing you can yeah. do, is to cut a cat's yeah, whiskers. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Don't do that. Don't. Well, why would you even say it? Well, what? Why would I say don't do it? Some people do it. Why would, yeah. Why would I say don't do something Why cruel? Why would you mention it? Why would I say don't do something cruel? It's I mean, common sense. It's it's common sense, mate. I'm I'm saying don't do something cruel. Sorry, I don't That's why it. I'd mention it. It's you know it's, it's funny. Um, so Scoins is my cat's whiskers, <laughs> right? With the greatest of respect, I he's a little bit broader than me. Yeah. Um, so he's going to go in first. If he gets stuck. Um, then I'm um, going to pull down his trousers, yeah. take pictures, <laughs> and then run away. That's the plan. Yeah, it's a great plan. Uh, so we'll speak to about 20 past eight, maybe, mm -hmm. if we can't get that yeah. fella with the house. If not half past, we'll speak to Scoins to find out about um, uh, how, what, if he's got any um, te techniques for um, entering a crack. Mate, can I ask a question? Justin, yes, uh, you I, certainly yeah, can, okay. buddy. Uh, yes. Where was my invite to Project Dark? I think we invited yeah. you and no, you bottled it. No, I didn't bottle anything. No, no. You, you and Scoins, you got together and you thought, you know what, we're going yeah. to take on this crack together <laughs> and we're not going to involve Dealey. I just think that Dealey, you would have... The, the geezer factor, underground, it would be explosive. Okay. It, would, it wouldn't be safe, not only for us... But I think for all of planet Earth, it's like digging a hole to the core of the mm. uh, the planet, which I think they did once, or maybe it was a film, um, and detonating a nuclear bomb. I think you're going a bit far. It there. would set off all the volcanoes in the world, <laughs> and um, the tsunamis yeah. and the hurricanes oh, and all of that stuff. You can't blame me for that. I cannot. <laughs> I'm not blaming you for tsunamis mm. yet. But I'm conducting evidence-based research, <laughs> and as soon as I find out anything. Once I've once I've once I've sold, you're next on my list after Ted Heath. All right. Okay. I'm not in any way what? saying. No. I'm not in any way saying you're. you're I'm just saying that they both require a significant amount of investigation. Um, and uh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. In no, I'm coming to work this morning. Yes. And and to do just that work, not to be abused like this. Well, in that case, I apologise. I thought you'd come in. To, where do you normally go to be abused, then? On the streets. OK, fantastic. Now, listen, uh, Penn School, we should do this. Parents of children that went to Penn School in Buckinghamshire. This is... <laughs> I'm, I, I constantly laugh at this story because just when you think it's got, you know, it's got as bad as it can get, there's just another little slap in the face for these poor parents and these yeah. poor kids. Parents of children that went to Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know more about the alternative schools available to them until the start of September. Now, hang on, when does the school term start? Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. September. The special school near High Wycombe transformed the lives of autistic and deaf children, but last month it closed without warning after it ran out of money and went into administration. Uh, Justin, um, tell us more about this. What, what, what is going on now? Yeah, well, Caroline Edwards uh, has got in touch. She'll be on the programme later in full. Her 15-year-old daughter, who has speech and learning difficulties, yep. went to Penn School. So she tried to find a place for her child locally, but nothing came up that was suitable within an appropriate travelling distance. So for the last two weeks, Caroline has been 
been driving up and down the UK trying to find other schools, looking at other schools as well, which is hard, by the way, bearing in mind the schools have actually broken up. So you're yeah, looking oh, yeah. at a school which is completely empty. Yep. So she's found two possibilities, both are residential, which upsets her greatly because... She feels that these are the sort of places that her daughter should be going to when she's a little bit older. So it would mean her, her daughter moving away from the family. However, Caroline says she would be prepared to make that sacrifice if the provision was appropriate. No. But she is getting the impression that the local authority will suggest a place nearer to home as residential care would cost a lot more money. So what she's saying is these alternatives at this moment in time, as much as she's out there looking... They are not for her. They are not appropriate. OK, and which, which is the local authority that Caroline is talking about? We're talking about the Royal Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead. Uh, seven children uh, are being dealt with by the authority there. Gosh. Caroline told us that she is due to have a meeting that's with the in, council. I think that's... Um, that'll, be, that'll be Berkshire, I think. Yeah, it's, it? it's not a million miles away, uh, but Caroline has told us that, that she's due to have a meeting with the council this week. She doesn't blame them for no. the situation that her daughter's in, obviously. Uh, Windsor and Maidenhead Council, they told us that they've already already found some new schools for some of the children and they're meeting up with other parents to discuss what is available for them. They say it's particularly challenging, understandably, due to the fact that this has occurred so near yeah. to the summer holiday. So uh, that's what that council's saying. OK. Um, and which... OK, I, I was away yesterday, so I'm assuming this is sorted out. Which members of the trustees are we speaking to today? Uh, none of them. Oh. Yeah. It's a great shame uh, because the parents found out on the 7th of July via <laughs> a news mail. Yep. And, uh, so that's the email that normally says, hey, yeah. we're, having a, we're having a little do uh, for the kids on uh, Tuesday and yeah. um, if you could make sure they've got their sports kits for Thursday. Oh, by the way, the school's yeah. closing. And by the way, please tell your children. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that letter said, please yeah. tell your children. So they got told on the 7th of July, two and a half weeks before the end of term. Um, also worth pointing out, the school is classed as a non-maintained school, which means it's not under the local authority. It's managed by a charitable trust who are responsible to run the school. As for the trustees, are they going to come on this morning? No, no they're not. They're still using a PR company uh, to be out there uh, quoting things via a question Can and I answer. Can I say, guys, the only... The, the, the main reason that um, Justin Dilley was on Radio 2, the Jeremy Vine show, it was last week, wasn't it, talking about this school, is because of the initial statement from the PR company. That's what piqued the interest of Jeremy Vine and his team. Yep. Lockers, do me a favour. There's a website. It's got the name of all five or six of the trustees. Can you find it? Because every time we do this story, I want to read the name of names of the people who, are, uh, uh, who should be talking to us and should be talking to the parents and refuse to point blank, blank every single flipping time. I want to name them every single time we do this story. We also heard that uh, Deloitte, uh, the administrator, had gone very, very quiet over the last week or so. Um, I can confirm via an email that they have been in touch with one of the parents. Okay. Uh, they say that one thing we cannot do is to encourage parents to hang on and not make a decision about yeah. suitable alternative placements for okay. their children. Because, obviously, they're in this impossible situation. They want their child to stay at Penn School, but the longer this goes on for... The school could close, yep. of course, and their child will have nowhere to go in September. Justin, thank you very much. Um, there's uh, ridiculous pictures. There's a ridiculous pictures one day away, and he's forgotten the English language. <laughs> um, there, there's a ridiculous pictures in the newspaper 
guests today of David Beckham yeah. in his, uh, all his tattooed glory. He's, he's, I think he's like 40 years old and he's got like 40 tats or something yeah, stupid yeah. like that. I think he looks ridiculous. You think he looks all right? I think he looks like, well, for the time being. Yep. Tattoos, not for me, haven't got one, but I think for the time being, I think he can pull it off. In 30 years' time, oh. probably not. Take it to the streets. Yes, boss. Cheers, my dears. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Between Spellbrook and Hallingbury, Spellbrook Lane East has been blocked at the level crossing for Dell Lane. On the A507 in Cotterwood, that's closed in both directions between Warren Lane and the Walken turnoff. And in New Southgate on the North Circular Road, there's a lane closed there because of emergency repairs going on just after Bounds Green Road. That's causing delays from the Clockhouse interchange already. On the motorways, the M1 has a lane closed southbound for roadworks between Junction 16 for Daventry and Junction 15A for the Northampton service. Sorry, not for roadworks. That's because a lorry's mm. broken down in the roadworks area, so that's causing some delays. Smart the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.17, it is... Uh, uh, I, Wednesday, the 5th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents of some of the children from Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know which alternative schools are available until the first week back in September. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. And more suspected illegal immigrants have been found in Bedfordshire already this year compared to the whole of 2014. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Stowe House in Buckinghamshire is one of the three counties' most beautiful places to visit and on Friday I'm going to explore the site ahead of the grand opening of their new welcome centre Nick Coffer you'll be able to find out all the history with me hearing from the people who work there and the people who explore it Nick Coffer live from Stowe House in Buckinghamshire Friday from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio music posh music posh posh music yeah, posh music, yes. It sounds happy. It's about war.
Thanks, Dave. He does say what I think he says, doesn't he? He does say it. And I'm not saying... Can I just clarify? I'm not saying that you should um, cut the whiskers off of a cat. I'm saying you shouldn't cut the whiskers off of a cat. Do not cut the whiskers off of a cat. But that's what they use to um, establish the girth of their bodies. And I'm using Paul Scoynes to establish the girth of my body. And what I can fit into and what I can't fit into. It's as simple as that. If you want to give us a call this morning, 03459 455 555. You can uh, give us a call about pretty much anything you want. Dennis is in Dunstable. Of all- Dennis in Dunstable. Oh, no, let's, let's try this one. Dennis is in Dunstable, of all places. Why? So? Why of all places? Well, you live there. I don't know why. Why do you live there? Because it's a great place to live. I'd well, live I wouldn't want to live here. Why not? It's, my house isn't based here. It's miles well, away. I'd like to shift the house. Anyway, let me... You're going to do what to a house? Let me get through that's to gonna, you. That's going to hurt. You've got I'm through to me, Dennis. Sorry, You've sorry got... for your headache. But under no. no circumstances would I do what you're going to do. Go what? down a crack in the earth because the damn thing will close behind you. What the heck? Me and I've Paul Scoynes. I've tried that, but, but what I wanted to hear about... Hello, are we having a conversation it? or just, is it just your sermon? No, no, no. no. Stop I'm ramming just... your sermon down my throat. It's not a sermon, I'm just saying I'm Vicar. sorry that you're going to do it. I wouldn't do it under all the... Me and Paul Scoynes dared each other, because we talked about it about a year ago, right? Yeah. And um, the whole team were going to go down a crack. Um, yeah. Uh, but Kath bottled it because she's a... A dirty chicken! And uh, so then me and Scoynes, we kind of got talking and I was feeling cocky and I said, Scoynes, book it, let's do it. Let's just go, me, you, mano a mano. And, uh, you know, if worst comes to the worst, we can eat each other. Um, so we are going down this Sunday. We are going, I think it's in Wales. I don't know. We'll speak to Scoynes later on. Yeah. He's been doing the booking. We're going to go down a tiny crack. We're going to squeeze yeah. our way into a tiny wet crack. Him first. Yeah. Me, I'm going to go in after him. There's so many earthquakes in this country regularly. So, there's not. It moves very slightly. There's not earthquakes. There's not. Well, uh, well, hang on. Are you implying I'm going to murder Paul Scoynes? If so, have no, you been no, reading my no, diary? He might be able to get squeeze his way out back. I don't know how fat he is, you see. However, the, the pen school, please. Please. The pen school. Please. Yes, I'm just asking you this. I'd like to say something. The people who are running this pen school, were they yes. taking money out of the no. charity to run it no. themselves, taking money out? No, well, no, no, listen, listen, Dennis, nothing illegal has happened as far as we're aware no, at the no, moment. No, 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 but it's like all charities. Yes. Somebody has to run it, so they take money out to run well, it. Well, someone has to get paid to run a charity, yes. You're yeah, not going to do a charity. I have done work for charity where I've been paid several thousand yeah. pounds. Yeah. That's why I'm reluctant to give money to these people. Well, because in case I get paid for hosting an event. Yes. Thanks very much indeed. It's true. I've done uh, charity events and I've been paid several thousand pounds to do it. Is that a scandal? Well, is it? No, 3459 455 555. Now, a Buckinghamshire man is travelling to Calais this week in an attempt to stick his nose in and educate migrants about the reality of moving to England. It comes as figures show that the number of fines issued to lorry drivers and haulage firms for carrying illegal immigrants has increased by more than half in a year. Um, Matt Lockwood can tell us more. Who's this uh, Buckinghamshire gentleman, Matt? He's called Mike Kasibu. Uh, he works with asylum seekers, 
as part of his role with the youth networks in Milton Keynes. Now, he believes, like you say, he can help the situation by educating people and giving information about what life is really like if you make it across the Channel to England. So he's travelling to France on Friday to spend three days speaking to migrants to see if he can help them. OK, you, know, you accuse me of peeking, mate. Just back off the mic a little bit. Um, so but what's he going to say to them? We don't know. You can ask him later on. OK, then why are we doing this now, then, if we don't know what he's going to say to them? He's coming on later on. OK, I don't want to do the rest of it, because that's got nothing to do with this story. Um, it's a very specific story about a man going over there. Um, what, 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 what's it, but he knows that these, a lot of these people are fleeing, like, war and persecution and attempted murder and stuff, doesn't he? We can ask him later on. You literally on. know nothing about it. All right, Matt, thanks very much indeed. Oh, three, four, you can go now. 03459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Well, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? However, this isn't. Take a look at those guys When they play the hits On the radio And the pretty young girls when they shake the hips on a television show of game raising needs to be done. A lot needs to be done. Right, let's get this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
between Spellbrook and Little Hallingbury, the Spellbrook Lane East is blocked at the level crossing for Dell Lane. On the A46 North Circular Road westbound, there are delays from Edmonton towards Bounds Green Road because of emergency repairs to a burst water main there. And in the High Wycombe, it's quiet so far this morning, but roadworks at Wordsworth Road could cause it to be busy later on. On the trains, the 654 service from Bedford to Brighton has been cancelled. And if you head into London, it's the tube strike starting later on this evening. It's set to begin at 6.30. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455555. It's come up to 6.30. Let's get the news. Here's Simon. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The headlines, parents of some of the children from Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know which alternative schools are available until the first week back in September. The special school near High Wycombe remains in administration. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. And Home Office figures show the number of fines issued to lorry drivers and haulage firms for carrying illegal immigrants has increased by more than a half in a year, partly due to the Calais crisis. Meanwhile, more suspected immigrants have been found in Bedfordshire already this year compared to the whole of 2014. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Dons have announced that Keith Andrews has retired as a player to become first-team coach at Stadium MK. Andrews was player-coach last season after a lone spell at Watford. Gareth Bale scored for Real Madrid in a 2-0 win over his former club Tottenham in Munich. Former MK Dons midfielder Deli Alley was in the Spurs lineup. Dons boss Carl Robinson says that gives his club a boost. It's great to see Deli playing for the All-Star and playing his at Real Madrid this week and... I just think for him, Bayern Munich, I just think it's for him, it just shows you how far this football club's come when we are producing players of that calibre. Luton complete their pre-season matches with a short trip to Dunstable this evening. It's likely to be a reserve stroke youth side for the Hatters. More success for Great Britain at the World Swimming Championships in Russia with gold for James Guy in the 200 metres freestyle. Meanwhile, Adam Peaty set a new world record in the 50 metre breaststroke semi-finals. In boxing, the unbeaten Floyd Mayweather will fight Andre Berto next month in what's expected to be his final fight. Britain's Amir Khan had hoped to face Mayweather. More from Mike Costello. Berto is a former world champion but now belongs at the bottom end of the world's top 20 and Mayweather has spurned more dangerous opposition such as Amir Khan. It's all in a bid to finish with an unblemished record of 49 fights and so matched the 1950s heavyweight Rocky Marciano. Even his own father has been critical but Mayweather Jr. will chuckle all the way to the ring and then on to the bank. And the head of the London Olympics, Lord Coe, who's tipped to become the head of athletics' world governing body, has said claims of widespread doping amount to a declaration of war on his sport. Coe said he took grave exception to reports that the IAAF had failed to act on suspicious blood tests. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Simon. So... Now, Kelly Betts, um, not in any way suggesting that you um, take drugs or that you smuggle drugs or that you've got friends in prison or that if you did have friends in prison, you would smuggle drugs into them. Mm-hmm. So let's just, let's just, that's, that's parked to one side. That's good to know. That's in the car park. Mm-hmm, yeah. Got the keys. Yeah. But they're not zapper keys, they're keys you've actually, the keys to my car, you've actually got to put them in the slot. Not zappers. The engine. Huh? Mm? The key, the door key. Yeah. 
You put in the... How is the door key the same as the engine key? What's that all about? A yeah. little, little bit of stand-up for you there, guys. I've never even thought about What's that. What's that all about? I want to be a stand-up comedian, oh. and all I'm going to do is just go, how come the door keys on a car are the same as the engine keys? What's that all about? What else would you say? That's it. Very oh. short act. Just a tryout. Just, just an open spot. That's all I've got. But it's good. Anyway. A junkie... Oh, mm. already we're judging this poor crook. <laughs> tried to smuggle... Right, he smuggled... Okay, where, where are you going to insert drugs to smuggle them into prison? That's, uh, that's obvious. Go. Your bottom. Correct. Where would you sm- smuggle your drugs, Lockers? Uh, the same place. Kelly's bottom? Yes. Same it's place. It's always there. Very busy up there, mm, I believe. It really is. A lot of traffic. Uh, that's just rude. True, then. Okay. But how what are you, you suggesting? Steady. How would you... And again, young ears. Young ears. I please. Am, I am young. What would you... What? Oh, this is real. I wish I hadn't started this conversation. What would you use... Would you just put them in au naturel? Or would you use a device? Protective sheath of some kind to insert. To maintain the integrity of the chemicals of the drugs. I do have an answer, but why? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I will tell you why. Okay. But why are you being hesitant about that? It's just a weird question to ask somebody. Okay. It is a weird question. You're right. Thank you for, for calling me up on that. A junkie tried to smuggle drugs into jail in a Kinder Surprise egg. They called it a pot. That's not a pot. Well, maybe it was pot. Oh, no, in, inside the egg is that little yellow pot. Yeah, I know. I've got kids, but that's not a pot. I wouldn't call that a pot. I'd call that... What would you call that? The, the, the <laughs> yellow thing inside a kinder. What's it all about? What's it... Huh? Is that not what you're saying is? It's my catchphrase. Yeah, that's... But that's, but that's not... I wouldn't then go... My second gig, gig didn't go so well as a stand-up because I, after the, the heady rush of... Um, me saying, what was the what was my first gag that I ever did live on stage? The one you just spoke about. Yeah, yeah. Um, how is the door key the same as the engine? What's that all about? The next gig, I thought, wow, okay. So I I did the door key gag went beautifully, and then I did the um, what do you call um, the little yellow thing inside a Kinder egg? What's that all about? Silence. Mm. Silence. Mm. Now either it was so profound that they couldn't stop thinking about it. Or it was rubbish. I'm gonna su- I'm gonna suggest it was the former. Mm-hmm. There is a possibility mm-hmm. it was the latter. Yep. Lewis Coombs, 27, hid 33 heroin substitute tablets in the eggs plastic toy container before handing himself in to finish off a sentence. Oh, so he got out of prison, shoved drugs up his bum, then went and said, "I'll go back to prison now. I don't mind." What's that all about? Boom, I got the audience back. It was a great yeah. night. It was a great gig. Didn't get paid for it. He was rumbled. What's that all about? Mm. He was rumbled. I bet he was. Oh, no, there's more. When he began to behave erratically. Um, yeah, you've got, you've got a, a kinder. I'm going to call it a pot, although I'd never say that. I would, what would you well, call it? The egg. It's the egg. The yellow container. The thing. Yeah. What? The thing. Let's call it the thing. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. What are you call things until toys in the kinder? What I'm trying to suggest is that is a big thing to put up your bum. Some people are bigger, some people have smaller, but mm. still. 
And that's why Paul Scoynes is um, my cat's whiskers. need to get a life including um 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 andrew halls now guys please there are some names if you've got cox cox was your name especially if it was your first name (laughs) it's like if you say courtney cox with a question mark at the end it sounds awful courtney cox if Cox was your name, you would change it. Whores, I would change. Doodoo, I would change. Is Doodoo a name? Is anyone called Doodoo? Willie? Edward a Doodoo, of course, yes. I'd change that name, Ed. Um, a, a, a dog do vigilante. Uh, I mean, jeez. You know there are people, like, starving in the world? And there are kids having operations and stuff? 
And this is what this idiot does. A dog do vigilant. Oh, by the way, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to join in the classic bands, a dog do vigilante called the Turdinator is waging war on owners who fail to clear up their pet's mess. Have a guess how he's doing it, Kels. You weren't listening, were you? Yeah. What does he do? Edward do? Oh, for crying out loud. Lockers would have been paying attention. Yeah, I'll use that material. Right. What What does he do? I do. OK. Is anyone listening to the show or...? I'm editing something uh, you very are. good for you. Producer, are you listening? And I'm going to fix a guest for the next... Uh... OK, OK. Well, I just on my own. That's great. It means I can do what I want. The Turdinator is waging war on owners who fail to clear up their pet's mess by dressing as a bush. We've got the end of that. Andrew Hawes, 43. Now, here's the thing. He's a year older than me, right? I don't look that old. Now that I'm 42, you, you meet people and they're old, right? Because I'm old. I have to... I had to. Um, uh, I was hiring a car yesterday, and you have to scroll through the years to get to your date of birth. I had to scroll for a very, very long way. I was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling to try and get to 1973. Blimey. Andrew Hawes, 43, covers himself in dodgy-looking camouflage and waits for culprits in the undergrowth. Undergrowth? Undergrowth. Oh, this guy sounds like a... Right, I need your thoughts on this. Is this guy a hero or... <laughs> villain. A villain. Is he a hero or a villain? That's what they do in radio, isn't it? I've heard him. OK, guys, is this guy a hero or a villain? Heroes and villains. It's time for heroes and villains. Heroes and villains. This guy sounds like a numpty, and I don't condone violence. But if he did this to me, I'd smack him one out of shock. I do. When you jump out on on um, members of the team here, they scream and they spill drinks. Unless it's Justin Dealey, he goes into the fighting stance, and the right fist comes back to smack you. You have to respect that. You have to respect Justin's fist. Um, and I would do that to this guy. He photographs irresponsible dog owners, then leaps out and threatens to name and shame them. Why are we not naming and shaming Andrew Hawes? We are, actually. It turns out that that's what we're doing. Dad of four... Uh, he's a vandal as well as a thug! Dad of four, Andrew, who has spray-painted a Clean It Up logo on pavements in Suffolk, said, I'll pop out of the head and say, Excuse me! Excuse me! Could you please clean up? You're being filmed! If not, you'll be on my Facebook page! Let's 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 find this guy's Facebook page, shall we? Let's type in Turdinator. You've got to be so careful typing that into the um um the the computer these days. You've also got to be careful. I'm a big fan of jazz music and I I typed in um I love scat. Turdinators. Um, no, that's something different. OK, what's this guy's? Andrew Hawes Turd. No, I can't find his Facebook page. Um, people have supported his... Oh, f <laughs> This guy's a numpty, right? I've, I've got this right. People like this are idiots. I don't like vigilantes, and I don't like them when they're, because they think they're um, either the equaliser... Or um, Bronson. 
Mr Bronson from Grange Hill. People have supported his campaign on social media, calling him inspirational. But Linda Marion Cunningham wrote, The way he's going about it, they're creepy. I agree with Linda Marion Cunningham. They're creepy, that, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very busy from Junction 20 for Kings Langley to 19 for Watford. And in New Southgate on the North Circular Road, there's a burst water main just after Bounds Green Road, which is causing delays from the A10 through Bounds Green. In Spellbrook on Spellbrook Lane East, the level crossing at Dell Lane is not working and it's causing the road to be blocked between Spellbrook and Little Hatlingbury. And on the trains, Great Northern have 20 minute delays between Stevenage and Kings Cross and Stevenage and Moorgate because the train's broken down at Alexandra Palace. If you're Using the London Underground today at 6.30, a tube strike will begin for 24 hours. Smart the breath, BBC Three hey, Counties sorry, Radio. Sorry, Sammy, I use... I use mm-hmm. um, now please don't take this personally, I know you won't. I use travel and weather, unless it's Elizabeth Rizzini, as um, it's kind of downtime. I just you switch off for a little tell, bit. I can tell, I can hear you typing away on your... Yeah, well, I'm, t- I'm typing in the Terdinator. Oh, um, is, it, is it good? It's good results. Excellent. I'll send you some Im- Google images. But I'm going. I'm, I'm going to London uh, today. What time is the tube strike, my darling? Six thirty. Oh, I'll be out by then. Good, good. Get out of there. So you don't need to tell me about it anymore. All right. So I guess. We'll, I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll leave it there. What about then? what if someone misses it? So. And they get caught, and they'd be like, "Travel didn't tell me there was going to be a tube strike." Well, you know, I think. I think partly, um, life is full of little surprises. Let it be a little surprise <laughs> for them. Let they them get stranded. Home. They could walk home. They could cycle home. They could um, buy a house in London. Not those prices. What's that all about? All right, Sammy. I really enjoyed that, mate. Speak to you later, yeah? Bye. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. What's that all about? 6.46. It is really struggling with the days. Wednesday, the 5th of August. Aren't we all struggling with the days these days? What's that all about? I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tick those Rage Our Diaries now, please. Parents of some of the children from Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know which alternative schools are available until the first week back in September. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. And more suspected illegal immigrants have been found in Bedfordshire already this year compared to the whole of 2014. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. So you don't listen unless it's Elizabeth Rittini, is that what you said? Huh? Hey? Isn't it? What if I said I was Elizabeth? Oh, fantastic. It's Elizabeth doing the weather. Everybody focus. Yay! Yay! I'd have to be a lot more cheery than I, actually. I'm grumpy pants. Uh, Basically, this morning, uh, we start with some cloud around and some brightness, and then we see cloud thickening up as we go through the latter part of the morning into the afternoon, and that is going to bring us some outbreaks of fairly light and patchy rain through the afternoon across the three counties. It will be patchy, as I say, so some drier interludes. You might get the odd heavier bursts, though. And actually, although we're talking about the latter part of the afternoon into the evening, I think you do need to cater for it right the way through much of the afternoon. Top temperature of 21 Celsius. Don't worry, though. Summer returns as we go through the next few days. Dry and settled right the way through the weekend with temperatures in the low to possibly mid-20s Celsius. 
every weekday morning. One partially closed and the other didn't operate at all. I have contacted other companies who do it professionally and they said it should have been anchored down. The JVS Show. It was looked over by the garage and they told me to not move the vehicle anywhere. It's a complete death trap. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I'm getting nowhere. I've tried on numerous occasions to talk to the manager of this company. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. So they said, we're going to contact the customer, we're going to have a chat, and we're going to make a, a gesture to that customer. And we could do the same for you. Without your programme, I don't know what you'd do in the morning. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, yeah, I like that. Anonymous is suggesting that we call the Kinder Egg... Um, what do we call it? A pot? We call it a pod. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. Hang on. Do you remember the time no, when you were gone from Mars? I don't know if you knew that. Oh, it's the playing cards and you were intimate cigars. And she never told me her name. I still love you, the girl from Mars. Sitting in a dreamy days by the water's edge On a cool summer night Fireflies and stars in the sky Gentle glowing light From your cigarette The breeze blowing softly on my face Reminds me of something else Something that in my memory's been misplaced Suddenly all comes back And as I look to the stars I remember the time Electricity in the air Twisting all through the night on the terrace And now that summer is here I know that you are almost in love with me I can see it in your eyes Change lights, you know I love to see tonight And it almost blows my mind And as I look to the stars I remember the time when you were on Mars I don't
Well, I found um, I found Andrew Hawes on Facebook. I've just tweeted his link um, at Ian Lee if you want to see it. And um, well, the <laughs> it, the whole Facebook page is about him going to be on GMTV and BBC Suffolk, and and um, the, the fact that it's got it's been in the papers and it's a big story and well done and and, and all of that. But there's no pictures and videos. Of, of people with their dogs doing a poo. So the whole thing is built on a myth. It's a lie. The whole website is supposed to be, oh, we're going to put videos on of people d- letting their dogs do whoopsies and not cleaning up. Well, but there are no videos on there at all. Unbelievable, Justin. Mate, sometimes you've just got to have the ev. No ev and people are not interested. Well, but, be, but, it, but the thing is, people seem to be interested. He's going on GMTV to talk about his um, his website. Lovely. Good for him. Good for him. Lovely Susanna Reid. <sighs> and the man as well that's on there who looks a bit <laughs> like a... He looks... Ben Shepard... Yes. ...looks very old now. He, he's starting to look like my granddad's testicle. Oh, which... <laughs> sorry? Which um, we keep in a jar. It's it's the only keepsake we've got of him. Um, and he's just starting to look like that. He's all haggard and grey and saggy. But I'll tell you what, he is a fantastic football player, believe it or not. He's a very what, good left-back. Ben left Shepard? Back. Yeah, seriously, Shut a fantastic left-back. He Button is, it. he plays Button all it. the charity games. Button it. I'm just saying. Button it. Just saying. Um, I tell you what, I, I, I suggested this ages ago to Sky, and it was it, 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 there were there were early talks about it, and it never happened, right? You know, you know, no one uses the red button anymore. Uh, yes, I on think the so. telly, no one uses yeah. the red button anymore, right? Yeah. Um, and I suggested to to Sky that me and I can't think who it was, someone else who doesn't know anything about football, they give us the red button for football games, right? Yeah. And it would be us doing the commentary from the point of view of blokes who don't like football. Right, OK. And surprisingly, they didn't go for that gig. Well, Sky comes to get onto a certain degree, and I'll get your lawyers involved in this, oh. because some of the football games, if you press the red button, yeah. you get commentary, but you get commentary from fans. Crazy oh. fans who are in this little booth, oh, and they fight and they scrap with each other. I oh, see, that but sounds all right. Yeah, but it's, it's not your idea. You wanted people no. who knew nothing about yeah. football. Personally, as a football fan, do you know what, boss? I'd yeah. watch that. Thank you, buddy. I know you would. I know you yeah. would. Hey, great fun yesterday. But despite being ill, mm. right, uh, um, my family are away for, for a few days, right? So I spent a significant part of yesterday teaching my Xbox to um, understand instructions. Right. Because like, you have dog. to plug, yeah, you have to plug this thing into it. I've never plugged it in because the boys would just knacker it, right? But I thought, oh, the boys are away. I'm going to plug it in. So I spent a long time on my sofa yesterday going, Xbox menu, <laughs> Netflix, Netflix, <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> Xbox, Netflix. Mate, seriously, play. You are such a geezer. Pause. 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 Pause! Pause! Oh, where's the controller? I spent most of the day doing it. It was awesome, man. Yeah, can I? Can we hang out one day? I'll tell you what, next no, time we're both here... No, what? what? That's, I'm afraid you you know... No, I'm sorry, what? that can't... That That is... No, I'm sorry, mate, that can't... Okay, mate. All right, mate. That can't happen. Also, who would do the show? Priva. Uh, no one wants that. Now! Priva, Lockwood. Yeah. David Beckham, 40 years old. He's got 40 mm. tattoos. I'm going to pick um, some. Uh, let's play David Beckham tattoo bingo. Bingo. Kelly Betts, pick, pick a number between 1 and 40. 3. 
That is Jesus and the cherubs. The footballer as Jesus with three cherubs. The footballer as Jesus representing his sons, lifting him out of a tomb. That's jolly. Lockers, pick a number between one and 40. One. Pretty lady. (laughs) Pretty lady. His most recent tattoo is a tribute to his youngest child, four-year-old daughter Harper. Just pick a number between one and 40. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, number 11, please, boss. Number 11. Pray for me. Thought to have been inspired by his move to American club LA Galaxy in 2007. If you want to play David Beckham uh, uh, bingo, 03459 I think he looks absolutely ridiculous. I think he's a terrible example to set to the youth of today, Justin. Wow. Yes, well, we've taken the picture of Beckham with his uh, 40 tattoos. 40 tattoos, of course, he's 40 years old. Uh, asking people, what do they think of this image of Bex with his tats? Uh, mixed vibes this morning. Yeah. Here's what happened. Oh, OK, let's uh, press that button. Do you love them or do you hate them? I like them, but that's because they're more artistic than others. They're artistic. Is that how you describe them? Yeah. Okay, thanks very much. Okay. <laughs> Let's get the Polish perspective. What do you think well, about slowly, these two? Please slowly, all right? Okay. Let's get the Polish perspective. What do you think about David Beckham's tattoos? Are they lovely or a turn off? I think they are nice. I like them. Uh, they look nice. Yeah. It's a great Polish perspective. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you. Look at old Bexy there. Look at him. Do you love these tattoos, madam? The ladies' perspective. Tell it the way it is. It's disgusting. Wow. Can you tell me why? It's too much. There's nothing wrong with tattoos, but just just too much going on there. Confusing as well. Confusing? Tell me more. Because it's too much. It's just like, you don't know what exactly he's trying to portray. Just, don't know. So if David Beckham turned up round your house in a pair of underpants and he knocked on your door and he said, do you fancy going out for a chicken kebab? You'd say no. Yes. You're a hard woman to please. Definitely. Thank you, madam. Thank you, Josh. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are some delays on the M25. It's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 20 for Kings Langley to 19 for Watford. And a bit further afield clockwise, there's a rolling roadblock between Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey to 27 for the M11 because the car's broken down. In New Southgate on the North Circular Road, there are long queues from the Kenning Hall Interchange towards Bounds Green Road. And in Spellbrook, on the Spellbrook Lane East, that's blocked in both directions at the Dell Lane level crossing. On the trains, Great Northern have a normal service again running between Stevenage and King's Cross and Moorgate after a train broke down earlier on Samantha Brough BBC Three Counties Radio Sammy can I, I don't want to judge or anything little bit irresponsible not to mention the train the tube strike tonight at 6.30 well I know that it doesn't affect you getting out of London oh. so I just thought that nobody else minds me not oh, mentioning right, it alright Sammy thank you mate oh dear local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks this is BBC Three Counties Radio It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Penn School parents told to wait until September. Hertfordshire Walker found dead in Scotland and Aylesbury taxi driver loses his licence. BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents of some of the children from Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know which alternative schools are available until the first week back in September. The special school near High Wycombe remains in administration. More from Jessica Cooper. Parents of seven children who sent them to Penn but live across the border in Berkshire are being told they might not know more for another month. 
Royal Borough of Maidenhead and Windsor Council say new schools have been found for some of the children, but it's been challenging because the closure happened just before the summer holidays. They say they'll be in a better position to advise on other school availability in the first week back in September. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. Police say there are not thought to be any suspicious circumstances. Home Office figures show that the number of fines issued to lorry drivers and haulage firms for carrying illegal immigrants has increased by more than half in a year. The increase is partly down to the high number of people trying to board lorries in Calais. Meanwhile, more suspected immigrants have been found in Bedfordshire already this year compared to the whole of 2014. 287 people were arrested or detained by mid-July, compared to last year's total of 277. A Buckinghamshire taxi driver has lost an appeal to keep his licence after accusations of inappropriate behaviour towards women. Azkar Ahmad of Buckingham Street in Aylesbury was punished despite never being convicted of a criminal offence. He now has to go through the Crown Court if he's to reappeal. More from Simon Watts. Azkar Ahmed took his case to Milton Keynes Magistrates Court after his licence was revoked last year following three separate unconnected incidents. Aylesbury Vale District Council say they made the decision in the interest of public safety. Drivers need to go through a CRB checking process whenever they get a new licence or renew it. The council say necessary steps need to be taken to ensure that drivers are fit and proper for a role that involves dealing with members of the public who are often vulnerable due to their age sex or alcohol consumption. A man has been airlifted to hospital with serious injuries after an incident in Codicott High Street in Hertfordshire just before three o'clock yesterday afternoon. Hearts police say one person has been detained. A fresh 24-hour tube strike is due to start from 6.30 this evening following the failure of talks between unions and London Underground. All stations are expected to close. Drivers are unhappy at pay and conditions offered for working on the new night service. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons have announced that Keith Andrews has retired as a player to become first-team coach at Stadium MK. Andrews was player coach last season after a loan spell at Watford. The weather, sunny spells this morning, rain this afternoon, which may turn heavy later. A maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So the Turdinator, I mean, really, he claims he jumps out from, well, he hides himself as a bush. Then if he sees some, I mean, if he sees someone letting their dog do a whoopsie and doesn't clean it up, he jumps out, films them and, and threatens to name and shame them. There's not actually any evidence he's done that. His Facebook page certainly doesn't show any video footage. I think he's a bit of a plum, and I think people like that are actually dangerous. They're more dangerous than the people who allow their dogs to do poo-poos. Oh, if you've ever been potholing, any tips? I'm going on Sunday with Scoins, and I'm really starting to regret the idea quite a lot. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three this is interesting. Radio. This programme is plumbing new depths presented by a man who admits to taking money from charities how bad can it get before he is sacked it can get a lot worse than this trust me i've, I've done a lot worse than this get uh, get real anonymous of course i haven't done a, a hosted a charity gig for um uh, i'm slightly reluctant to put a date on it in case because someone will, will, will say well no you did this one six months ago i don't think i've done a charity gig the last one was bizarrely was by a company owned, put together by a company owned by tara palmer tompkinson and i remember they 
I really had to chase the money. It was an auction, and they were really slow in paying, and the business was about to go bust. I'm going to say six years. Seven. I'm going to say six years, but prepare to be corrected. You know people that like do stuff for charities... Uh, they get paid and stuff. You, you know that that's not a revelation, is it? That's hardly a revelation on the scale of Ted Heath, is it? Really? This programme is plumbing new depths presented by a man who admits to taking money from charities. The thing is, by me, I only got paid... A, um, it wasn't a lot. I only got paid, I don't know, a few thousand pounds. So it's not masses. Uh, but by me being there, they would have made that money back. And then some. And I've raised, you know, if you want to, if you want to, if we want to get our watsits out on the table, I've, I've, I've raised tens of thousands of pounds for charity. So I don't quite see what your point is. Oh, your point is you don't like me. Oh, I see. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. By the way, by the way, by the way, while I re- remember, uh, I've posted it on the, oh, this blooming chair. I've posted it on the Facebook page. Early in September, um, Laura Moss, who's the boss is um, is going to come on the show for... Uh, well, we've, we've said half an hour. I'm going to see if I can persuade her to stay for an hour and take all of your phone calls and your emails, your criticisms, your complaints, and let's be honest, your praise as well. I don't want it to be a full-on... It's going to be, you know, it, it'll be an honest um, chance to have your to give your feedback, the good, the bad. Uh, I, I was going to say the indifferent, but the indifferent will be a little bit dull to listen to. If people phone up going, oh, it's all right. Line three, you're on the air. What would you like to say to the boss? Oh, I think it's all right. It's a bit, you know, it's all right, it's fine. That's not really going to make great radio. But if you've got a problem with, and it can be about anything to do with the station, right? Uh, and it, it can be about me, it can be about uh, any of the other presenters. Play nice, though. I don't want you to phone up and say, um, I'm going to use me as an example, because I don't think it's fair to say, but, but say, oh, I, th- I, I, I hate Ian Lee. He's an idiot. Kind of, don't be quite so abrupt. You can say you don't like people, but also back it up with why you don't like them. You know, don't don't. I, I hate Nick Coffer. He's an idiot. That's not fair. You can say I don't like the Nick Coffer show. He, he winds me up when he does this, this, and this. That's that's fair play. Okay, that's fair play. Um, so that's going to be happening sometime in September. I don't know where we're going to ha- set up a, 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 an email address uh, so that you can uh, you're not emailing me directly or the boss directly or Catherine directly. You're emailing an email address, um, but we'd like your phone calls for that. That's going to happen at some point soon. Um, 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about any of the stuff we're talking about today, including this. Parents of children that went to Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told that they won't know more about the alternatives available to them until the start of September. The special school near High Wycombe um, transformed the lives of autistic and deaf children, but last month it closed without warning after it ran out of money and went into administration. Well, Caroline Edwards' 15-year-old daughter, Lucy, is one of those students affected, and she joins me... um, Oh, these screens are really tricky to work around. There we go. Morning, Caroline. Morning, hi there. Uh, yeah. Thanks very much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about Lucy. What, what, what are her specific requirements? Okay, so Lucy has um, significant learning difficulties and most of them are associated with her speech and language disorder. And she also has some um, occupational therapy requirements as well, so her coordination has never been that good. But that's not her biggest requirement at the moment. In the main, it's, it's I'd say, for the age that she is, she's, she's able to communicate, not as fluidly and as concisely and ex- expressively as we are but her learning needs are her biggest um or my biggest worry for her at the moment how long has she been at penn she's been at penn since she was 11 oh okay so a long time yes long 
time. And before that, she did um, a year in a flagship um, ICANN charity school called The Meath. And before that, she was in mainstream school in the village here in Cookham. What's the difference... Oh, Cookham, very nice. What's the difference um, in uh, in Lucy from being in the mainstream school to being in, in, in specialist schools like Penn? Specialist schools, they just they have the provision to be able to deal with the problems that she has. In mainstream, she benefited from having a great peer group who pulled her up socially, but there was nobody there with the experience who could really help her with her speech and language disorder. And you really need somebody specialised to spot the gaps, to see the problems that Lucy faces, and to know the exercises and, you know, to write the plans to be able to help her to learn how to um, use language better. You know, she has auditory processing problems, she can't locate words, and she stumbles and she panics and she gets frustrated to get her points across. So these people are educated, yeah. And have you noticed, that has there been a significant improvement since she's been at Penn? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Because she's learning in an environment where everybody is learning at the same rate. And the mainstream school in year five, just before she went to Meath, she was pretty much excluded, actually, from the rest of the class because mm. they were just flying ahead. So. Um, how's the hunt going for a new school? It's stressful. Yeah, I bet. It's really worrying. Um, it's really tiring. Um, it's really emotional. It's really confusing. Why? Tell me, tell me why it's emotional. What's emotional about it? It's emotional because we're having to face decisions and make choices and look for a solution to something that we, we didn't think was coming now. So Lucy's in year um, 10, or was in year 10. She's about to go into year 11. She's halfway through her entry-level examinations, which are like GCSEs, but they're obviously at a much, much lower level. Um, and Lucy was going to stay at Penn until she was 19, and we were looking at doing a transition into a local college because she probably would have been able to go to a local college with an adapted course around 19 years of age. So we thought we felt very, very secure with Penn. We've been really, really happy. She is a really happy child. She loves to go to school. She's never, ever had an issue with not wanting to go to school, and now we're faced all of a sudden with a possibility we didn't choose to be put in this position we've been put in this position and you know it's it's just so alarming because all of a sudden we're looking at alternative schools and you're going all around the country to look at these schools aren't you yeah yeah we've been we've been up to the midlands and we've been you know nearly down to bournemouth and and all in between so um there wasn't very much time to do it in the two weeks that we had but we did our best and yeah it's just it's you live in um, you, you live in Cookham, do you? Just literally, yes. Okay, yeah. which is which is a fantastic part of the world. Uh, and so yeah. you're in uh, the Royal Borough of Maidenhead and Windsor. Uh, so you're in Berkshire. Now they've sent us a statement because they're they're helping you, or they should be helping you find a school, shouldn't they? Um, they said uh, <clears throat> they say they found new schools for some of the children. I think they've got about seven kids they've got to look out for from Penn, uh, and they're doing everything they can to help the families affected. But it's particularly challenging due to the fact the closure happened just before the summer holidays, and they say, although not ideal, we'll be in a better position to advise on other school availability in the first week back in September. Um, That doesn't give you much peace of mind, does it? No. um, 
But on the other hand, you know, the Royal Borough, as far as I know, they weren't advised any, any more in advance than we found out. So they're in a difficult situation mm. as well. Um, they can't solve our problem because they don't have immediate access to which schools have places for our children. They don't know which schools can cater. There's, you know, there's such an array of special needs schools out there and each one will be right for a particular type mm. of child. It's not just, I've got a son as well who's 11, I could take him out of his school and just put him in another school. And, and you know, he'd make friends and every school is delivering the same curriculum. It's a simple process. He's got to make new friends. He might be a little bit unhappy for a week or two, but then he'll yeah. he'll be fine. But it's completely different when you've got a special needs school because every school delivers something ever so slightly different. And only as a parent and having seen the school and investigated the therapies and things that they've got there, would you know whether your child would, one, get the provision that they need, the help that they need, and two, whether they'd be happy there as well? Because they've got to, they've got to you know, have a, an appropriate peer group in the school, and you know, the school's just got to have the right feel for, for your child. And this isn't, I should stress, we're not in any way having a go at, at least I, I, I'm not, and I don't think you are either, uh, the Royal Borough of Maidenhead and Windsor. They, no. As you say, they kind of, no. they were kind of dumped in it as well, weren't they? they, this they was the, doing, the, I've been in almost daily contact with good them. Good for them. And, and they are doing what they can to keep the channels of communication open and positive. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I do fear... I fear that it's not going to be an easy process getting Lucy into a school in no. September. And, you know, the chances are that she may be at home in September. Um, so... Caroline, I, 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 you know, I genuinely wish you and Lucy and all your family the very best of luck. Would you keep in touch and let us know how it goes? Definitely. I've really got our fingers definitely, crossed. Definitely. Thank, Thank you, you very so much, much indeed. No, Thank thanks you. a lot. There we go. I mean, it's just... Uh, Oh, it's such a sad story for all of the kids and all of the parents involved. You know, sending a, she might have to send Lucy hundreds of miles away. Um, the, the, what's so annoying about this is the fact that the parents, and it would appear the relevant councils were told really late in the day, a week and a half, two weeks before the end of term. Uh, that decision was made by the trustees, uh, who have continually refused to come on this show. I'm just going to read out the names of the trustees. These are all the people that... Um, uh, instead of coming on the show to talk to people or even just, you know, phoning up parents or or, hold it, or even attending any of the meetings that the parents uh, have been to, instead of doing that, they engaged the services of a, uh, a fancy, I would say not quite so bright PR company in Soho in London. So these are the trustees who have so far refused to meet or speak to any of the parents involved. Mr Paul Ricketts, Hugh Forsyth, Carrie Allen, Dara Gallick, Wendy Moyer, Kerry Lee McLeish and Timothy Layfield. Those names again of the people, the trustees, who made the decision to tell parents two weeks before the end of term that their school was closing and uh, they had to jog on and have refused to meet any of the parents are Paul Ricketts, Hugh Forsyth, Carrie Allen, Dara Gallick, Wendy Moyer, Kerry Lee McLeish and Timothy Layfield. I, um... Well, I hope they're having a great summer. 03459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
busy on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40 and the A1 southbound in Borehamwood has delays from the Holiday Inn southbound towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. In New Southgate there is still long queues on the North Circular Road from the Kenninghall Interchange towards Bound Green Road because of water mains burst there and there are emergency repairs going on. And in Spellbrook on the road between Spellbrook and Little Hallingbury, Spellbrook Lane East, that's closed at the Dell Lane level crossing. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. <clears throat> bear with me, bear with me. Just, just click, clicking through the menus like a point-and-click adventure on a PC in the late 80s. Early 90s, what are you talking about? 7.17, it's Wednesday the 5th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines in uh, on BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents of some of the children from Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know which alternative schools are available until the first week back in September. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. And more suspected illegal immigrants have been found in Bedfordshire already this year compared to the whole of 2014. On Saturday, our biggest season ever kicks off. We've live Premier League football for the first time in eight years as Watford travel to Everton. It's falling in! What a goal! By Craig Cathcart! On the volley! There's MK Don's first game in the Championship away to Rotherham. Quick with the shot and it's 2-0! It's a wonderful goal for MK Don's! Plus our three other teams in League Two. Luton at Accrington, Stevenage hosting Notts County and Wickham versus York. Header and a goal for the Deans! Top left-hand corner from the Stevenage midfielder! Wickham have got a second! Alfie Mawson direct from the corner! Our biggest season ever kicks off right here with Three County Sport. Saturday from 2 on BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 455 555, the Turdinator. It's a little bit of a nonsense, really. He's all over the papers and he's doing like, um, he's doing like, all right, Slough boy. All right, Slough, calm down. He's going to be on um, Good Morning Britain. This is your television calling or whatever it's called these days. Um, But yeah, if you go, he claims that on his website, his Facebook page, he posts videos of, well, uh, people's, people's dogs doing poo-poos and not being um, cleaned up. That's what he says. But, yeah, if you go to, if you go to his, his, his website, there aren't any clips. It's disgusting. Tell me about it. It's disgusting. I know. You said that already. It's disgusting. Stop. Xbox, stop. Xbox, stop. Xbox. Oh, where's the controller? That was my day yesterday. What's your favourite video game, Lockers? I used to like Flimbo's Quest. It's not the most recent one, because I don't really play video games. Okay. What was the other one? Oh, Chucky Egg. That was where you used to have the little tapes. You used to love Chucky Egg. Thanks very much indeed. We'll have a little insight into uh, Matt Lockwood's world a little bit later on. Um, now, a Buckinghamshire man is travelling to Calais this week in an attempt to educate migrants about the reality of moving to England. It comes as figures show that the number of fines issued to lorry drivers and haulage firms for carrying illegal immigrants has increased by more than half in a year. Well, the gentleman in question is Mike Casibo, and he joins me now. Uh, morning, Mike. Uh, morning, Ian. What, what, what are you going to Calais for? Um, yeah, as you've just said... Um 
you know, this uh, our problem is, you know, it has become a bigger problem to Europe. And um, um, the way the European um, leaders are handling it, um, it doesn't seem to be getting anywhere, um, of which I believe if they don't handle it uh, properly at this point, um, it's going to get to a level where it's going to be, you know, out of, it's, it's going to get out of hand. So, um, But what are you hoping to do? Well, um, I'm hoping to um, meet these people, um, speak to, um, to them, which is not being done at the moment. I would yeah. like to engage them. Um, obviously, as we all know, like in, um, in the news this morning, um, there are people who are uh, people smugglers who are, you know, promising these people that once you get to UK, you know, life is going to be better. Uh, well, it's, it's going to be better than if you're in the Sudan, isn't it? It's true, it's true, but uh, equally, uh, <laughs> you can, life can be better when you're in Sudan. If, if, it's only changing your mentality. Oh, but, um, really? Well, how, how is someone in the Sudan supposed to change their mentality and, and, and put up with everything that's going on over there? Uh, but did you know that there's um, oil in Sudan? Did I know what? There's oil in Sudan. Right. How? Yeah. Right. Okay. How is that? Gonna, how is that going to help someone who's who's fleeing for their life? Uh, I think um, what there's we oil. Need, first of all, uh, Ian, the, the issue here is the media. Um, Sudan is not all that bad, you know. It's not what we see on the TV all the time. The way is um, kind of the images that we see on the TV. You know, life is not like that. And what's that causing the problem down there? What's that causing the problem in Egypt? What's causing the problem in Somalia? And all these people we're seeing, they're very brilliant. They're, these are right. um, intelligent young men and women. Um, after the education, um, these people smugglers are promising them that, look, don't waste time here. All you have to do is just give us money. We take you to Europe and life will be better. Well, so you're, but, but then you should be talking to the people smugglers. What, what, how, so I'm, I'm just confused, Mike, as to how... Um, you're going to convince someone that by just changing their mentality and that their country's got oil, Sudan or Somalia is going to um, ding is going to appeal like a, a, a nice place to be because it ain't. Uh, you're right. I, I mean, you're right to uh, to say that. But what I'm saying here, first of all, my main objective is allied intervention. Um, as I mentioned to you before, and also to create, um, I would like to create that forum whereby. These people can engage uh, with the government. There can be dialogue at the moment in um, at Calais because what's happening is that you see the, the police and the dogs standing over the, uh, the other side, and these people standing on this side. You know they, that there's hardly are... any public health care in Somalia, don't you? Uh, there is. There's, there's hardly any public health care in Somalia. They spend all their money, uh, the significant amount of their money, on um, on the military. There is public uh, health care. There's, there's 429 uh, midwives in Somalia. That makes one midwife per 1,000 live births. It's not great, is it? It's not great. Uh, but you, what we, we need to know... Um, you know 90, according to the what? World Health Organization, I'm just getting these from Wikipedia, 97.9%, um, 90, nearly all of Somalia's women and girls underwent female circumcision. 
you could understand why people wouldn't want to stay there. And it could be suggested, Mike, that you go in to speak to people who've been subject to or are fleeing female circumcision and saying, guys, your country's got oil. You just need to change your mentality. It could be perceived as being a little bit patronising, couldn't it? Um, one can take it that way, and obviously that would be uh, somebody's perception, which you can't uh, deny them. But the main issue here is these young men and women are very intelligent people. For somebody to be able to travel from Africa to here, to Calais, you know, you have to be really intelligent. Now, these are people who've gone through education, they've gone through university, some of, some of them are actually have gone masters, you know, of which people, their developing countries need them. You know, so are, this is some of the messages. Maybe they know, don't uh, want to um, have um, female circumcision done. Um, well, there are other things that, you know, we can't tough. really... It's <laughs> tough, isn't it? Tough. But, you know, it's, 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 it's we, need tough. To put culture, we need to put culture into consideration as well. I mean, yeah, when, when you're in Britain, uh, in, in Britain we go, you know, culture here, of which when an African comes in, has to, you know, to abide by it. You got saying, and when you go in Africa, they've got their own culture. Yeah. Where, whereabouts are you from, there. Mike? Where am I from? I'm from Uganda. Okay. Why, 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 when did you come over here? Um, I've been here for um, over ten years. Why don't you go back? Doesn't Uganda need you? Doesn't Ugandan culture need you? Um, I'm actually. There's what we call glo glo localization. Now glo. Localization is global and then localization. What I'm doing I've here. Literally, no idea what that means. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm gonna um, okay. define it. Um, global localization is basically uh, from global and then localization. Um, <laughs> you just said it. You said the word again. That's not definition. That's just saying the word again. What I'm saying is, why is it all right for you to be over here? And not those people to be over here. And, and, and in the great scheme of things, Mike, I'm sure your heart's in the right place. But you going over there and saying, well, do you know what? It's not quite as good as you think it is. Well, that's just simply not true. It's, it's significantly better. A lot of these people are fleeing. There are a few that are fleeing because they, they think that maybe they're going to get a free council house and, and some benefits. OK. But the, a significant majority of those people are fleeing from war, from religious persecution, from uh, potential death, from female circumcision. So whatever they get here is better than, than, than what they had there, isn't it? It, that's very true, but also, uh, you, you know, we, we know that there are other countries in Africa where these people can go. Um, why is it that the African leaders are not, you know, able to come out and say something and protest to their people? Why did you come For here? Example, we, we, we had a lot of, um, uh, you know, so many of them have died in the ocean. Yeah. Have you ever that's had anything from the African, for example, the African Union saying what? anything? About now, what? Say, say, say anything from the African Union about what? About the, um, the the people smugglers, about these people. Yeah, that's uh, how the desperate they are. Immigration. Why did you Why did you come here, Mike? Um, did you want Did you want a better life? No, no, no. It, it wasn't actually. It wasn't about better life. So why did you come here? Why? What? What? What, what was What was better about here than Uganda? I uh, think, Ian, I don't know if you've travelled uh, to other countries. It's not that you one know, or two somewhere. Yeah, one or two. Life. You know, why you did you why did you why did you move here? There is freedom of movement. Wherever, if you wanna, you can say, I wanna go to you know such and such yeah. a country. And why did you? There. Yeah. Why did you move here? It was to study. What was wrong with the studying in Uganda? 
I'd, I'd already attained a degree there, and when I came here, I'd come for my master's. Now, I've already attained a degree in Uganda. I'm coming here for my master's from a different... Why couldn't you, do your, why couldn't you do your master's in Uganda? It's just to, to have a different uh, texture, you know, test of um, university. OK, well, you've got your master's. Why don't you go back? This is what I was bringing to you, uh, that glow localization. Right now in my community, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of work in my community where I live, in Mount Keynes, and, you know... Well, go and, do, well, go and do the work back... Uh, I'm going to say it, it's going to make me sound like a massive racist. Go, go and do your work back home in Uganda. You, uh-huh. you see where I'm going, don't you, Mike? No, no, no. I know where you're going to. And I, I know. Well, this is what I'm really trying to bring to you. That there's what we call glow localization. If I, I go back to Uganda, yeah. I'm doing a great job here within my community, um, supporting um, uh, young refugees, um, asylum seekers, you know, in my community. Yeah. You can say. So if I go back, and this is... But there's loads country. of people doing that over here. How many are doing it in Uganda? But remember that we're different, you know. You may be doing it. For example, if I come to the radio, I may not be able to talk the way you're talking. You, you've got different skills. I've got different skills. So my approach may be different, you know. I may be able to attain the objective through my approach. Maybe um, I've got people skills, I've got, you know, communication skills. I've well. got, you know, all those skills are, are key. You know, so global localization is starting. Okay, so you see me, right? My name's my name's Akeem, right? And I'm uh, hiding behind a fence in Calais, and I'm thinking, right, tonight at midnight, I'm gonna we're gonna dash through the tunnel, we're gonna make it to the UK. And you see me, and you come over. What 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 what's the the top three things you're gonna say to me, Mike, to persuade me that I should actually go back to um to the Sudan? Well, uh, uh, actually, it would be a direct question. That, do you know what's beyond this, beyond this fence, you know? Um, I don't um, know what's I, beyond there, but it's got to be worse. It's got to be better than um, being starved, being persecuted, being having no public health and my wife having her what's-its cut. And then that's due to lack of information. This is where the problem is, because our people are lacking information. No, no, that's, that's what people. happens. Yeah, um, so I, I would love to educate these people that actually, you know, it can take even 10 years to settle in the UK. Right. You know, will will my wife's what's-its be cut against her will in England? No, Sorry, we're coming. <laughs> OK, can, can I go to the second question? What Please I do. Say to these people? Yes. The second one will be asking them um, if somebody, you know, the message they can give to the people back home. You know, they've oh. gone through a lot of trauma. Um, There's a what? There's a message? Yeah, what message would you give to, the, to your people back home? Because that's a key. You've gone through. You're going through a lot at this time, at this point. Yeah. And you would you encourage okay. another person to to, to uh, go through illegal uh, dismuggling? I'd say you we've know, made it this far, money. and my wife has not um, um, uh, had uh, had to endure female circumcision. So far, we're winning. Third question. Uh, uh, Ian, can I first say that you've uh, got thirty female seconds. Circum- Female circumcision is not the key. Um, I think. Well, the, hang on a minute. <laughs> when was the last time you had your um, uh, uh, female parts uh, circumcised? Exactly. Which I mean, it's not the key. It's it's ninety-seven point nine percent of the population getting it done. I, I think, yeah, there are bigger uh, key issues that are forcing this report to. Mike, you, you, you. <laughs> that you're right, and of course there are bigger key issues. But you know, to some people, and I've got to end it then, Mike, because I'm I'm late for the travel. But I, you know, I wish you the very best of luck. Your heart's in the right place, I make up, but I also make up that, that maybe your outlook is perhaps a little naive. I appreciate your time, Mike. Thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
On the M25, it's looking very busy now anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. And in Bricketwood at the M25, Junction 21A roundabout, it's very slow there on the speed sensors. On the A1, it's slow southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Corner. And in Spellbrook, on Spellbrook Lane East at the level crossing, that still isn't working, so the road is blocked in both directions between Spellbrook and Hallingbury. On the trains, there's no reports of any delays at the moment, but if you're using the London Underground today, the strike will start at 6.30. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555. So this fella, what, hides in bushes and then jumps out and films people and threatens to name and shame them if they don't clean up their dog mess. Is he a hero or a villain? Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Parents of some of the children from Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know which alternative schools are available until the first week back in September. The special school near High Wycombe remains in administration. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. And there's been a steep increase in the number of fines issued to lorry drivers for having illegal migrants on board, partly due to the uh, crisis in Calais. Meanwhile, more suspected immigrants have been found in Bedfordshire already this year compared to the whole of 2014. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons have announced that Keith Andrews has retired as a player to become first team coach at Stadium MK. Andrews was player coach last season after a loan spell at Watford. Gareth Bale scored for Real Madrid in a 2-0 win over his former club Tottenham in Munich last night. Former MK Dons midfielder Deli Alley was in the Spurs lineup. Dons boss Carl Robinson says that gives his club a boost. It's great to see Deli playing for all star and playing his at Real Madrid this week and I just think for him, Bayern Munich, I just think it's for him, it just shows you how far this football club's come when we are producing players of that calibre. Luton complete their pre-season matches with a short trip to Dunstable this evening. It's likely to be a reserve stroke youth side for the Hatters. More success for Great Britain at the World Swimming Championships in Russia with gold for James Guy in the 200 metres freestyle. Meanwhile, Adam Peaty set a new world record in the 50 metre breaststroke semi-finals. In boxing, the unbeaten Floyd Mayweather will fight Andre Berto next month in what's expected to be his final fight. Britain's Amir Khan had hoped to face Mayweather. More from Mike Costello. Berto is a former world champion but now belongs at the bottom end of the world's top 20 and Mayweather has spurned more dangerous opposition such as Amir Khan. It's all in a bid to finish with an unblemished record of 49 fights and so match the 1950s heavyweight Rocky Marciano. Even his own father has been critical but Mayweather Jr. will chuckle all the way to the ring and then on to the bank. And Lord Coe has launched an attack on the Sunday Times for alleging widespread cheating in international athletics and called on the sport to come out fighting. The two-time Olympic champion who's standing for the leadership of athletics' world governing body has accused the media of breathtaking ignorance. The paper said its story was thoroughly researched. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at 8. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This <laughs> is Ian Lee. You all right? BBC Three What's going on? What have you done? Okay, okay, okay. I thought you were... Um... I thought you were furiously storming out because we were late. I do. I'll be on time next time, sir. Sorry, Mr Oxley, sir. Seb Co. having a go at the newspapers because it's the stories made up about... Because no, no athletes take drugs. Oh, man. 
they should just let they should let all the runners just do a couple of lines of coke before they do a race. Oh, boys. Yeah. And then for the pole vault, they should all take acid an hour before. That's what they should do. Um, some text on that uh, last story there. Um, put, put your names on. Uh, Wayne has. Thank you. Uh, 81333. Start your text 3CR. I didn't realise Sudan was so nice. This guy sold it to me. That's my holiday this summer sorted. Um, and let's have one more. Not only is Mike patronising, he's also hypocritical. He can't preach to people who want a better quality of life, uh, yet he came to the UK ten years ago for a better quality of education. He's not gone back to Uganda after his goal was achieved, despite all of the wonderful attributes. Desperate people don't care if their country has oil when they're fleeing war and female genital mutilation. I don't believe his heart's in the right place at all. I believe his heart is in the right place. I do believe his heart's in the right place. I just It just doesn't make any sense at all. And I think that's the first time, Justin, I think it's the first time I've said to an African, well, why don't you go back home then? I think, because, you know, that generally is the kind of uh, response we'd expect from um, certain callers to this show. Um, but it was, uh, it was an interesting conversation. Anyway, cracking, right. Cracking. The Turdinator. Yes. Now, I'm not totally buying this guy. I'm not convinced, OK? He's in, um, uh, he's in the sun and he's... Um, He's going to be on GMTV and stuff like that. Uh, a dog do vigilantly called vigilante called the Turdinator is waging war on um, uh, owners who fail to clear up their pets' mess by dressing as a bush. So basically, he disguises himself as a bush. Yep. <laughs> like in a park, bush. Mm -hmm. Steady. Come on. And then he bounce. He, he films people. So he's going to be there for ages, just filming people walking their dogs. Yeah. I'd want that guy arrested, because that's Apparently. weird. Well, it is weird. Also, jumping out of people, taking photographs, telling people, come on, clear up after your dog as well. Um, it, it is going a little bit too far, if you ask me. But if, then someone, again, if someone bounced out from behind a bush yeah. filming me and went, <laughs> Oi! Oi! Yep, yep. Odds are I would either run away or I'd smack them, because exactly. that, is, that is terrifying. Uh, and that's the problem, yes, all very well that there is a problem out there, but, but if you're going to confront somebody, in that split second, that person could take offence to that and probably hit that person. Well, we, you, I, we, we, very rarely do we play the jumping out and scaring members of our team game with you, because you instantly, <laughs> you, you go into the fighting stance, right foot yeah. goes back, left arm comes up to protect yourself, protect the yeah. face, not yeah. the face, yeah. and right hand goes back and, and it's in a fist. Well, I, I, I don't take shock very well. So if I was out with, with my mum's dog and somebody jumped out from a bush at me, I've got to be honest with it, I probably would lay them out. How irresponsible would it be, right? My wife is away with the kids. They just try to FaceTime me. I mean, they're only an hour ahead. Do they not know what I do for a living? On the radio. I know. I nearly took it as well. Because um, it's only Mike talking. Um, that's rude. I didn't mean that. But how irresponsible... Oh, right, two things. First of all, how irresponsible would it be for um, when they come back, me to have a dog? Uh, probably very irresponsible. Okay, okay, that's Just okay. Saying. And here's the second thing, right? Hmm. We got. Uh, I've got. Um, I've got wood. You got wood. Okay. I, I've got wood right now, Justin. Excellent. Good to know. I've got. I've got wood. I've got bush. Uh. <laughs> Can I ask why? Well, because my wife cut back the garden, and so we've got loads of wood and bush and and kind of you know plants and stuff like that all, all piled up now. Yeah. She has given me permission. Permission. To have a bonfire. 
Oh, mate. Oh, baby, yes. baby, how was I supposed <laughs> to know that I'm having a bonfire? The thing is, right, and I'm genuinely so excited about this. Right, I'm going to do it this week or next week, so I'm off next week, so I might do it next week. Right? Mm. The thing is, right, how do you do a bonfire? This is a genuine question. I don't expect you to know the answer. Yeah. How, If you do, dear listener, 03459 555. How do I do a bonfire on the lawn... Without set, you know, without scarring the earth, without charring the grass, without bar. How do I do that? It's a big question. I mean, when I was growing up, my granddad always used to have bonfires. Oh, I love my granddad so much. He was a bonfire expert. Yeah. And I remember as a kid going up to the local shop to get paraffin uh, at least once a week. <laughs> I wouldn't advise that. <laughs> once a week? What was yeah. he burning? Did, you, did, you, did, you, did your granddad have like lots of passports and rings and things hidden in a drawer? What was he burning? He was burning all of that evidence. He was getting it oh, out of the way in case the police came around. But no, great memories for me as a kid. But I always used to go back to my parents' house just stinking of smoke. I mean, oh. obviously now I'm a smoker. It's it's Real smoke, but back then it was bonfire smoke. But the bonfire smoke is the best smell in the world. If I'm driving, you know, sometimes you drive down a motorway and there's a bonfire and the smoke's oh, blowing across. I open all of the windows, I slow down, and I inhale, baby. I inhale. I'm, I'm not like Bill Clinton. I swallow that smoke down. <laughs> um, so if anyone knows I can have a bonfire without ruining the lawn, please. Oh three four five nine four double five five five. Anyway, sorry. Right. So the Terdinator, um, you've taken this one to the streets, Dills. Yes. Um, th th this man who is uh, incensed that dog walkers not cleaning up after their dogs, uh, hiding around in bushes in camouflage That's clothing. That's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Jumping out of people, naming and shaming them on Facebook. Um, has he gone too far? I've been talking to dog walkers this morning. Gets a little bit tense towards the end. <laughs> Here's what happens. Can I just say, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't need to tell us that anymore because yeah. pretty much every vox you've done <laughs> since we've been in Dunstable has got yeah. a little bit tense towards the end. Yeah, it's a tense place to be. <laughs> Steve, you've got three beautiful dogs. You've actually got a doggy bag in your hand right now. Enjoy your breakfast, guys. Uh, what do you think about the Turdinator? Is he going too far? No, no, not at all. There's too many people that don't clear up their from their, from their dogs, no matter where you go. Yeah. You know, it's, well, you've only got to walk around here. It's all over the place. So even if the Turdinator jumped out at somebody and he scared them by doing that, you'd have no sympathy for that well, person? It depends, isn't it? It depends what you mean by scaring them. You know, well, if, if somebody jumped out from, from a tree in camouflage clothing, you know, that, that is quite scary. Bit, if it's done in a bit of jest, then it's not so bad, is it? If it's done with a bit of malice and aggression, then it's a step too far. I mean, I've told several people myself, you know, it's, it's, not, it's unacceptable, isn't it? Why would you have a dog that, you know, why... You take, yeah, there's lots of families here in the evenings, isn't there? Yeah. You know, um, most evenings is it's full of families out here. They don't want to be setting up a picnic, and there's dogs mess everywhere. To so, say, just lastly, I'm glad you, you you've kind of led me onto this. Um, you don't jump out of bushes in no. camouflage clothing. No. You simply talk to people. When you have said, look, what are you doing? Why are you not clearing up after your dog? What happened next? You normally get a mouthful of abuse and get told to mind your own business. And then what? I just give them a piece of my mind and walk away. Has it ever got violent? No. Fair play to you. Thanks for your time. No, thank you. No worries. Sir, the Turdinator, is he going too far? What do you think? No, not really. If, 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 well, people shouldn't do that. They know the rules. If they, you got, remember, you've got kids and babies running over parks. They can get, if they touch any of that stuff, they can go blind. And, and I think oh, if that's what he does, as long as he's not hurting people, but if he's just getting people to clear up the mess, then I think he's 100% right. I'd like to see him round here. You know? If he jumps out of you... I think he's a peeping Tom, I'd do him. I'd knock him out. <coughs> well, he probably wouldn't jump out at you, to be fair, because you clean up after your dog. So he wouldn't be looking for you. 
Well, that's all right then, isn't it? <laughs> if he did jump out of you, you'd knock him out. Yeah. OK, thanks for your time, sir. All right, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Two things. Firstly, we do not condone violence of any nope. sort. Secondly, Matt, would you like to um, ask Justin the question that you asked Kelly Betts there? Did that man bleep himself? Yeah, he actually asked that. The first man who obviously yeah. swore, I'm guessing he said the S-word, yeah. um, there was a bleep. Uh, well yeah. done, Justin, for putting that in. Lockwood actually... Is this right, Kelly? He actually asked you seriously if the man bleeped he himself. He said, what? How, how did he bleep himself? Wow. This is what we're dealing with. Mate, He's seriously. got the producer uh, hat on today. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Isn't it? <laughs> Very. Dealey, we'll find something for you for the last hour. Thank you, boss. Take Cheers, care. my dears. Ta-ta. There we go. That's Justin Dealey. 03459 555 Collins in Dunstable. Morning, Colin. Good morning. Oh, flipping heck, mate. All right. Hello, Colin. How are you? I'm all right. I've got, got a big spot. Yeah, I have. It's there. It's big. And I, I squeezed oh. it, and it, the squeeze it backfired, and it, oh, okay. it's, it's all gone all septic. Anyway. But the main thing is your migraine. I've bought, I've bought um, some exfoliating stuff. <laughs> An exfoliant. Right. I bought an exfoliant. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, anyway, to go back to it why breaks I rang down in, the it breaks down the skin. Because it is important. Yeah, it is. It breaks down the skin and it helps it get no, cleaner. Your bonfire, mate. My bonfire. You shouldn't do it. What the heck? No. Um, Pourquoi? You'll probably find that there are bylaws. No, nope, we're not in a no. Nope, we're not in a smoke-free area. Next. Uh, Next, you, you you simply can't do it on lawn. What? Pourquoi? Because it'll burn it. Okay. All right. What do you'll, I put down? Do I put down a, your lawn? All right. Completely. Well, what do I do? Do I put down a bit of plastic or some wood no, underneath it? No, you can't do anything like that. You paper? If I put newspaper to, down, take it to the tip. I want to have a fire in my garden. I want to feel like a man. Well, I want to feel like I'm in control of the elements. Number one, it's not very environmentally friendly. Number one, anymore. you can have that. Yep. Uh, anymore. Really, I, I, I tell you what, go and tell that to China, who are built building a new coal furnace yeah, every know, single hour or week. It's, it's one of the two. It's, uh, so exactly. So me having a little little bum fire, that's hardly yeah. going to change the uh, ecosystem. No, but each little bit we can do to save... Uh... Oh, you are joking. No, no, I'm not. It's like recycling. Every little bit helps. Oh, no, that's not recycling. That's Asda. Hey. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Spellbrook, between Spellbrook and Little Hallingbury on Spellbrook Lane East, that still blocks at the Dell Lane level crossing because it's not working. In New Southgate on the A406 North Circular Road, there are very long delays from the Canning Hall interchange towards the Bounds Green Road. And on the A41 southbound, it's slow from the Hamel Hempstead turn-off towards the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. And further afield on the M1 northbound, the entry slip road at Junction 15 for Northampton's partially blocked by an accident. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hang on, hang on. My computer's gone. Um, I believe the phrase is. Uh, mash uh, Sammy, I'm going to say goodbye. Um, goodbye. Thanks very much indeed. I'm going to turn that down. There we go. And Sammy, have you gone? Oh, oh uh, no. Hello. No, I, I, I'm just you, listening, listening no, to you. Well, it's no, entertaining. No, well, that, well, that <laughs> is very, very kind of you, my darling. I did ask you to leave. 
Well, kind of, that's not physically possible because I'm not in the same room. Yeah, hang on a minute, that should... No, that's the travel bed, so I'm going to stop that. No, OK. I don't know what you've done, Sammy, but you've crashed my computer. Hang on, that's the travel bed. Hang on. Got two travel beds playing. That should stop that. No, hang on a minute. Um, you sound try. like you're in a, like a, a tank full of buttons. Yeah, you what? <laughs> How is anyone going to take a tank them? to buttons? Oh, you mean the computer buttons? Kelly Betts has it's... come in the studio. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you still there, Sammy? <laughs> I'm just listening. I've asked you to leave. Please leave. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to name and shame you. Her name is Sammy Bruff, and she is not leaving despite repeated requests. Are you like this at parties? Yeah, got to stay till the end and after. The end is over now. Oh, no, Bon, it's not, it's not. Tell it, it's not. Press pause. I'm just breaking it. I'm magically breaking it. Yeah, I'll I'll break... Oh, I won't (laughs) say that. Hang on a second. Bye, Sammy. Ta-ta. Yeah, she fixed it. Calibet's fixed it. Calibet's fixed it. Calibet's fixed it. Why is she still in my studio? Calibet's fixed it. Calibet's fixed it. Calibet's fixed it. These are the headlines. Bedford Hospital is asking people to only use A&E in what they've termed a real emergency. Um, can we get a bit more on that for the last hour? Because I would have thought um, that it's accident and emergency. Gosh. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. And parents of some of the children from Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know which alternative schools are available until the first week back in September. Fingers crossed this works. Here's the weather. Ah, yes. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, we've got some sunshine right now across the three counties. We've also got some cloud. We're at 14 degrees typically. And actually, we should have a a relatively fine morning. But it's this afternoon when we'll see some fairly light and patchy rain coming through. Although we can't rule out the odd heavier burst here and there. But uh, as I say, staying generally dry through much of the morning. It's around lunchtime we might see the first bits and pieces of showery rain coming through. And then some heavier bursts from mid-afternoon onwards. Uh, Not clearing away until this evening, although there will be drier interludes right the way through that time. Top temperature of 20 Celsius. And then tomorrow we'll start with some cloud, a little bit of a damp feeling to the weather at first. But as we go through the afternoon, sunshine coming through, top temperature of 22 degrees and staying dry and settled through Friday into the weekend. Oh, this blooming thing is... is, 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 um, What is going on with this computer? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kelly, the computer's broken. The computer broke again. Kelly didn't fix it as much as. Oh, no. 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 I tell you what we're going to do. I tell you what we're going to do. I tell you what we're going to do. While we're, um, while we're waiting, we, the, 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 did you know the Beach Boys are having a party next door? The Beach Boys are having a little party. Maybe we should go and have a little listen to um, the Beach Boys doing a party while. Let's see what's going on as we go live to uh, California and find out exactly what's going on. Oh, well, this cat's name is uh, Alley-oop. 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 
Beach Boys parties sound crazy, don't they? I mean, absolutely crazy. Oh, how would you like a dinosaur like that? For your own. That's before they discovered hard drugs, I think. OK, I think the, the, the computer is doing something very queer. Um, uh, so we're just going to see how it goes, man. We're just going to ride the vibe. We're going to ride the vibe and see what happens. I suspect not a lot will happen. You may catch me singing a lot of jingles this morning. Tell you what, um, um, we're, uh, we're going to do... We're gonna do sc- let's put Billy on. We'll do Scoins at 20 past. Scoins, sorry to uh, mess you around, buddy. Oh. oh. Did we interrupt something? Yeah. You weren't trying for uh, baby Scoins number two, were you? No. Poo? Mm. Ah. Speak to you later. Billy's in Watford. Morning, Billy. Ah, good morning, good morning. Never disturb a man while he's on the throne. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, pray. <laughs> what you got for us, Bill? Well, this morning, I'm disappointed and upset. At the same time? The fact is yes. that I've been ringing and ringing oh. uh, my uh, local magazine, which is uh, called The Village... Life and the villager. Yes. And uh, I've uh, I've been uh, uh, doing my little bit in uh, um, in it for years and years now. I've just heard that it's gone right out of print now. Oh no! Because you you write you wrote a little piece about that, talking about your memories for ages, haven't you? That's quite right. Oh nuts! No, I I I, I don't know what's. Uh, uh, what's happened, uh, I'm sure, but I right. uh, I understand yeah. that uh, Julie, Julie, Julie Barton, who was a sort of 
editor and yes. did all sorts she of things. She just couldn't be bothered no more. Has now moved away oh, man, and it's no man. more in print. These are things that I've heard. People keep asking me what's happened. They haven't had a copy. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and I understand also that they were looking for someone to take it over, but no one has done that uh, up to now. It makes me so angry when stuff like that happens. Well, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't know. What are you going to do now, Bill? What, what, how are you going to um, um, pour forth your creative cream? <laughs> yeah, well... Well, people keep asking, and they, they're always interested in my uh, Just Inside the Back Not page, always. Which I've done for years. Yeah. So what you should... Do you know what you should do, Bill? Yes. You should, do you know what a blog is? Well, I don't. Uh, I don't understand all those sort of things. I'm. A, I, I only. I've only got to use a phone. You see. Okay. Well, you could. Um, you could somehow get a, get someone to help you do a blog, which is short for. I only found this out recently. It's short for web log. Interesting. Yes. So, and then you could publish your stuff online. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was. I see. Well, I, I don't understand all that sort of thing, you know. Uh, oh, man. All right, well, Bill, listen, I'm really sorry to hear that. I, I, fingers fingers crossed. If anybody has got an outlet for Billy to post his wonderful memories of Tolden days, uh, let us know, because he's, he's a good writer and he's a good sport and um, you've got some cracking stories to tell, Bill. Yes, uh, that's... Thank you very much, and that will... That will uh, uh, tell sort of people what what well, has happened yeah. in a way. You just did, yeah. The magazine. All right, Billy. Listen, best of luck, mate. Nice to talk to you. Yeah. Cheers, Billy. Ta-ta. Um, yeah, I like... Uh, you know what? I, I bought on, on eBay 120 issues. It's only 35 quid. Only. You paid that much? 135 issues... 120 issues of uh, a Beach Boys fanzine ranging from 1980 up to about five years ago. And I treat myself. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, I'm doing it slowly. Every night, I allow myself one. I read one. I read, and there's something about a poorly photocopied, badly printed little magazine. I mean, the one that Billy's talking about is a little bit posher than that. Um, ah, there we go. Let's see if this works. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Travel news no? for okay. pets, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there are delays northbound at Junction 15 for Northampton because of an accident involving three cars and a lorry at the entry slip road there. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. And in St Albans on the North Orbital Road, it's very busy between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout. That's because of the roadworks. In Spellbrook, on Spellbrook Lane East, that's still blocked in both directions between Little Hallingbury and Spellbrook because the level crossing at Dell Lane isn't working. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. So, me and Scoins, we're going to squeeze our way into a tiny wet crack. If you've ever done it before, any tips you've got? I mean, do we need protection? I mean, 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. There was something else as well, and I just, for the life of me, cannot think what it is. Okay. 
Anyway, if you want to give us a call about that or anything, 03459 455555 81333. Start your text 3CR. Here comes the news with Mr Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, the headlines, Bedford Hospital's A&E warning, Hertfordshire Walker found dead in Scotland and another tube strike at 6.30 this evening. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Hospital is asking people to only use A&E in what they've termed a real emergency. They say there's been a significant rise in the number of frail and elderly patients who are seriously unwell and need immediate attention. More from Jane Killick. 6,000 patients attended the A&E at Bedford Hospital in July. The number of hospital admissions went up by 5%. The medical director of Bedford Hospital says it's been an exceptionally busy month, which means people with less serious conditions are having to wait longer. People seeking medical attention are being asked to consider if they need to go to A&E or if other services like their GP or pharmacy can help. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. Police say there are not thought to be any suspicious circumstances. There's been a steep increase in the number of fines issued to lorry drivers for having illegal migrants on board, partly due to the Calais crisis. 3,300 fines were issued in the year to April, an increase of 50% compared with the year before. Meanwhile, more suspected immigrants have been found in Bedfordshire already this year compared to the whole of 2014, 287 people were arrested or detained by mid-July, compared to last year's total of 277. Parents of some of the children from Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know which alternative schools are available until the first week back in September. The special school near High Wycombe remains in administration. More from Jessica Cooper. Parents of seven children who sent them to Penn but live across the border in Berkshire are being told they might not know more for another month. Royal Borough of Maidenhead and Windsor Council say new schools have been found for some of the children but it's been challenging because the closure happened just before the summer holidays. They say they'll be in a better position to advise on other school availability in the first week back in September. A man has been airlifted to hospital with serious injuries after an incident in Codicott High Street in Hertfordshire just before three o'clock yesterday afternoon. Hearts police say one person has been detained. Millions of people will face travel disruption later today because of a strike by London underground workers. All tube trains will be cancelled from half past six this evening until Friday morning. The dispute is about paying conditions for a new all-night service due to start at weekends next month. Nick Brown is from London Underground. We've brought into, uh, into our second offer, still within the same financial parameters, some of the points they made about work-life balance. They've said it's not about money, um, but that's not far behind in their thinking. But what we've put forward is something that does ensure that people do have a good work-life balance going ahead. So the disappointment for us is that uh, the second offer was rejected on Monday. We're prepared to talk, but the unions have flatly refused to meet with us. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons have announced that Keith Andrews has retired as a player to become first-team coach at Stadium MK. Andrews was player coach last season after a lone spell at Watford. The weather, sunny spells this morning, but rain this afternoon, which may turn heavy later. A maximum temperature, 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
Smoothly done, Ian. Smoothly done. Sending an email, sorry, but were you busy? Um, there we go. So it's all done. It's all done. You know. I mean, yes. I. I uh, so I'm hiring a car, and it turns out to hire this car, you have to have a credit card, not a debit card. A credit... I haven't had a credit card since the um, crash of my um, uh, bank account and my mental state 11 years ago. I've not had one. I hate the blooming things. And JBS says, oh, you should have a credit card, because if you never buy something... Well, I don't... Uh, what, what, what could possibly go... Oh, you should always have a credit card. Statutory rights. Another stuff he says. I'm... Anyway, uh, um, nope, got to click on here like this. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, um, no, okay, well, that, the computer is actually now completely. Um... Could you come, come and have a fiddle at some point, Kels? Have a little fiddle at some point because it is completely. Um, Janet says, Mr. Lee, it must tail hours of preparation. I think she means take. And hard work to produce such a shambles of a show. I know, I know, switching to heart any moment. Sorry? I've done it. What have you done? I totally have done it. Yeah, it won't work though. It'll work this Try and then. It. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. Oh. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. How did you do that? I'm not interested. Uh, I didn't touch that. Travel news. It's now gone into auto mode. And bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Flip it. Be with you in a minute, Amanda. I didn't do that. It did it itself. Oh god. Okay. Ian, you need a migraine more often. What? I need to be blind and puking more often. Today is first class. Oh, it's a compliment. Both the kids and I are in stitches, and they're your toughest critics. Ah, kids. Um, Ian, don't worry about having a bonfire on your lawn. It will grow back thicker and greener. Ian, what is... I don't know what this means. Hope migrants are not just being shipped to poor areas. Racist. Literally no idea... Um... um what is this? The Texas have gone weird. What is this? Morning. In the interest of showing the unbiasedness of the BBC, surely showing the other point of view regarding the imminent tube strike would be best, rather than joining the rest of the media demonising the strikers, says Mark in Bedford. Sorry? You haven't demonised the strikers. Demonised that's the, point. The strikers. That's, that's the point. No need to shout, mate. That's the point I was getting to. We've made. We've not said anything about. All I did was I. I, I told. I jokingly told Sammy not to mention the strike because it didn't affect me. 
And then I jokingly had a go at her for not mentioning the strike. You see, that was a gag. I set that up, and then 15 minutes later, I knew I was going to tell her off again. That was a good one. Thank you, mate. But we've not de- we're not demonised the strikers. We've not said anything about the strike. You've got no idea what my opinion about the strike is. Unbelievable. Very weird vibe today. Very weird vibe. 03459 555555 is the telephone number. Penn School. Back in the news, parents of kids that went to Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know more about the alternatives available to them until the start of September. Let's hope that your MP isn't Steve Baker, because he ain't going to be much help either. The special school near High Wycombe transformed the lives of autistic and deaf children, but last month it, well, it closed with, well, barely a couple of weeks' warning after it ran out of money. Um, I speak to Amanda Burgess, whose son attended the school. Uh, morning, Amanda. Good morning, Ian. Do, what, do you remind me, what's the situation with, with your son? It, well, yeah, well, my son, he's um, 13, and he has had... We have had support from Hertfordshire, which is my county. Yeah. And, um, but unfortunately, Jonathan's going to have to go to school in Nottingham, which is 130 oh, miles away blimey. from home. He's a residential, I would assume. That's, that's a crazy commute. Uh, how, how, does that, how does that make you feel as a family? Oh, it's really so sad. You know, he's... Um, it was the next nearest school the other one was the Isle of Wight and if he'd gone to the Isle of Wight he would have had to have boarded sort of for three week blocks and we oh. just decided we couldn't do that and so is so he coming we, back for weekends at this usual oh well that's home. that's I mean that's not so bad what, what a crass thing to say to a parent who's going to miss their kids I'm sorry but um I'm trying to look for little rays of sunlight in this whole sorry pen school mess well, we're, we're fortunate compared to some of the other yeah. parents because we have found the one other appropriate school in the country that is accessible to him. And Hertfordshire have, or going through the motions at the moment of agreeing that for us. So, and with our support of our MP, Mark Prisk, it, it's gone through very, very smoothly, which is a first. So, um, you know, in many ways, we're fortunate compared to, say, like Caroline, who has no idea where Lucy is going to go. And, and her, her um, she's dealing with, she lives in uh, Cookham, and uh, so she's dealing with uh, Windsor and Maidenhead. Um, and, and it's not their fault. It, you know, th- th- this was dumped on these, these local authorities as, as much as it was dumped on, on the parents. And... They yep. can't find places necessarily because it's the school holiday. That's right. The local authorities in the in the main did not know. They knew about two days before the parents. Um... Which is crazy because you know. Yeah. The, 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 but I, I, again, I'm going to name all of the, uh, the, the the trustees in a moment because again, they're not talking to us and okay. they're not talking to anyone. And I just think that that, that their name should be known. But. Um, this whole thing of, of revealing it just before the end of term, uh, it, it feels like it was only done to protect their interest. Because if you'd had longer, if the local authorities had had longer, it still wouldn't be ideal, but there's a chance that you'd all have schools now. Yeah, or we could have we could have fought for longer. We could have yep. looked at turning the school into a free school, but that takes months of process. We could have liaised with all the, the government more realistically than what we've been doing. We, we would have had... We could have fundraised far more... We, we would have had a chance, but the way they've done it, we had no chance whatsoever um, to, to sort this in the timescale they gave. And yet these blooming trustees, they've got time to go and um, get a PR company that's completely backfired. Hey, you were on Radio 2 as well, weren't you? I was, last week, yeah. I heard you sounded good. Thank you. You sounded good. I was very proud of our Justin and you, and there was another parent whose name escapes oh, me that was on. Julie. Julie was on, and I thought it was great, and I thought Jeremy Vine did a cracking job with it. Yeah. Um, the administrators, Deloitte, you've you've spoken to them, haven't you? You've had a letter from them recently. Well, I haven't. I'm myself. 
myself and another mum, we're part of a smaller group of mums who Deloitte said they would deal with. Well, they've not contacted us at all. Oh. But an auntie of, a, of one of the students who is absolutely fighting hard and strong, Sheila, she actually managed to get a response yesterday, which was unbelievable. Um, it came directly from the administrator, Lee Manning, um, and I've got it in front of me um, now. Do you want me to read a little G- bit? Give, give us, it's it? a long one, so just give us the highlights, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Um, it basically says they're continuing to look for a buyer, and obviously they are. They need to do that, and we know they are. Um, because we we know there are some offers on the table. Um, How successful they'll be, we don't know, but um, we've not been told officially until this that they are still looking at every effort to look for a a business and somebody to run it, Um, and they want it to happen as quickly as possible. However, they won't just sell it to the to the first person that comes along and they're basically saying that we need to as parents still be looking for places yeah. for children and don't expect the school to be open in September. I think I, I, I'll be honest I think Deloitte have um, they've, they've been you know pretty straight they've certainly been straight with us and and, and, and kind of honest and you know their job is not it, their job is not to be concerned specifically about the needs of the kids. It's it's to you know kind of do business transactions and sort this out as best they can. Yeah, and um, we understand. We do understand that. But yeah. they promised to keep the parents yeah, yeah. in contact, and we they, they were accused of having arrogant silence by the parents. They've come back and said they haven't been arrogant in, in this process, but. They have a bit, to be honest. They've, they've been disrespectful, if not arrogant, okay. towards the parents. Uh, my, my beef is, is with the trustees. I'm, I'm guessing you've not heard anything from any of the trustees? No, we haven't. No. We had a, I just wanted to say one thing about the trustees. Two, about 18 months ago, myself and another mum went to meet the trustees when the oh. school went into special measures. Um, and we sort of talked to, to Hugh and... Um, Hugh Forsyth. Hugh Forsyth, Paul Ricketts. Yep. And Alison Stacey, the chair of governors, we had a meeting, just the five of us, to talk about what they were going to do to get the school out of special measures because we understood that we've got to get out of special measures quickly because the funding would go down, etc. So, and I can remember one thing Paul Ricketts said to me, and I've kind of hated him ever since, to be honest, it's a bit of a strong word, but uh, basically we argued at the, as part of that meeting, and he said to me he had more to lose than us if Penn shut. Oh. Because I said, what are you going to do? If you don't sort this out, the school will shut and we have got so much to lose here as parents. And his response was, he had more, they had more to what, lose than we did. What's he got to lose? I have no idea. Se- He's but, but, never ever come back and... and, and He's not worried about the security that. and the safety and the education and the groundwork that's going to be laid for his um, disabled kid's future, is he? <laughs> To yeah. put it bluntly, you know, this, mm. <laughs> and this isn't just like daycare. This is setting these kids up so they're going to have, they're going to be able to interact on a certain level that we all take for granted. You know, that they're going to have the meaningful mm. and enriched lives. You know, yeah, that's it, what this it, is about. Life skills, as much as I mean, some of the, the children at different levels. Some like Lucy are going to be able to do exams, which is yeah. fantastic. And some like my son, he he just needs to learn life skills and yeah. how to be accepted in the real big world out there. And um, that they're specialists in training him how to do. Because some, some people might say, well, as parents, we should be training him how to do that. Well, obviously we are, but he needs skilled, trained therapists mm. to help him. Um, you know. Amanda, um, good to talk to you. Um, keep in touch, and we're, we're not going to let this go. And we're, we're, you know, we're going. I think the end. The, the, you know, it, and I'm making this up entirely. I don't know anything, but it, it would appear that Penn School is is probably not going to be coming back in September. But I'm just, you know, I just keep my fingers crossed that a a miracle can happen, and b that you know all the parents and all the the, the young people that they find decent schools that can um, 
look after them. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, we do, well, there is a, still a hope that, that an offer is on the table that will come good by Friday. It's a long, long shot. But one thing I just lastly wanted to say, if I can, is your dog foul man um, that you're talking oh, about Oh, yeah, the Terminator, yes. You said yes. he's going on Daybreak TV yeah. today. Yeah. It'd be fantastic if Daybreak TV would like to speak to some of the parents of Penn and put Wouldn't this it? story out there in the national news. So if you've got any contacts out there, anybody listening, get... Get us on today, Brady. I'm going to phone up Susanna Reid. Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate your time. Uh, just again, the list of trustees who uh, will not speak to us and will not speak to the parents. Uh, Paul Ricketts, Hugh Forsyth, Carrie Allen, Dara Gallick, Wendy Moyer, Kerry Lee McLeish and Timothy Layfield. They, they can't talk to us, but they have got time to engage the services of a PR company. In Soho. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Two big men squeezing into a tiny dark wet crack. What could possibly go wrong? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy in St Albans at the moment. The North Orbiter Road is very slow between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout through the roadworks. Also in Brickettwood on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout it's very slow and the M25 itself is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. On the train departure boards there are no delays showing up at the moment but on the London Underground it's all running fine now but this evening at 6.30 a 24 hour strike will begin. Smart the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Oh. Kelly fixed the computer. Who'd have thought such a thing was possible? Right, where are we now? Blimey, look at the time. I'm an hour behind on the schedule. It's 8.17. It is Wednesday, the 5th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Hospitalist asking people to only use A&E in what they've termed a real emergency. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. And parents of some of the children from Penn School in Buckinghamshire are being told they won't know which alternative schools are available until the first week back in September. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. Why have you got a bell there? Uh, it's my cliche bell. So oh. if, if anyone were to phone up and... Um, <laughs> come out with a cliche. Come out with something, you know... You uh, ding it. Uh, yeah, for example... Oh, hang on a minute. Where, where's, where's that come from? <laughs> what, I've got no idea. Oh, I know what it is. That's the Beach Boys. Um, yeah, if someone were, for example, we were talking about immigrants or something and they go... I think it's just gone politically correct. We get that. Right. You know, it, it, that, it's that kind of um, thing. Or lesson. If we talk to a counsellor, lessons have been learnt. You know. Yeah. It's the cliche, Bill. So I'll just keep it here, actually, because you're in the studio. We, uh, <laughs> we, we, we did that years ago when I, uh, when I used to work with, uh, with, with Stephen Rhodes. Oh, we yeah. did that on the consumer programme one day. Oh, yeah. Um, but the trouble was we got a fit of the giggles while we were doing it. We, we just couldn't stop laughing. 
So the the bell really, we only rang it once. <laughs> Stephen Rhodes apparently not very well. No, he's, he's not. The, well. He's the latest. But he's going to come and talk. He's going to come and talk. Excellent. Soon. I never met Stephen Rhodes, but I did used to listen to him from time to time. And um, I was out for dinner with him last night. Okay. Well, don't don't tease people that he's coming back because everyone will think, oh great, he's going to no, replace no, no. me again. No, no, he's coming back to to chat to all of you oh, on my show. When's so, that going to be? At some point in the future. Excellent. I look forward to listening to that. I know there's lots of people. Uh, who would uh, be interested to know what's going on and uh, will be wishing him well. Yeah. Right, listen, I, I, thank you, because I wasn't very uh, well yesterday. I spent a lot of the day on my sofa, taught my Xbox to listen to my voice. Oh, I heard you mentioning this earlier. Xbox Play. Play. Yeah. Play. 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 My, my car, you press a button. Yeah. Uh, for the telephone on the steering wheel, you press yep. a button and it says, what is the command? Oh. And you say, call contact. And it says, did you say text Marjorie? Yeah. It's like when you phone up at the, the cinema, and I hate doing this, uh, you have to say the name of the film you'd like to see. Yeah. Minions. <laughs> you said Ant-Man. No, I said Minions. <laughs> say the name of the, uh, the cinema you'd like to go to. Milton Keynes. That is five tickets for the Ant-Man in Newcastle. <laughs> no! And then it goes through. But so I did that. But then also, because I wasn't very well, I was, I was pottering around on the computer and I listened to two hours of um, consumer. Did you? Consumer problem. You, did yeah, you? It's my, you love my consumer, I do. Don't and you? I, I, I do. I, and it's genuine. And it's my favourite thing when I'm pottering around firing off emails and paying bills and stuff is I listen to um, your consumer thing. Did you hear yesterday the, uh, the revelation about the car dealer? who threatened me on the phone. Did you hear that? You sound even posher and even camper when someone's when you're dealing with threats. Because you, you get rightfully they sounded horrible, them two. They sounded horrible. He said, let me reenact exactly what he said to me on the phone. He said, Is that Jonathan? I said yes. He said, I know where you live. I you, don't. I wish he'd tell me. You better be very careful. That's what he said. I said, You know where I live? You better be very careful. All right, this is Plonk, this is the, the muppet that sold a car that yeah. that, um, that, that don't work, and then they yeah. went speeding in it. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm. Nice I'm, chap. I'm nothing to do with Jonathan's show, by the way. <laughs> this this chat we have here is a contractual obligation. I would rather not get involved in any of the murky side. The poor fella that's got to buy a conservatory. The uh, what, remind me. Was it a conservatory fella that, that he, he'd ordered a conservatory? Then he wanted to cancel. Oh yeah, it, yeah, that's true. But he left it too late, and he's he's got to buy it. He has. <laughs> it's not funny. Why are you laughing? Because it's funny. He sounded. <laughs> it's, You've got such a devilish sense of humour. It's funny you, for us. He sounded so gutted. That, All right, Jonathan. Well, it's. Uh, I guess that's a lesson learned. Yeah, it's a lesson. It's going to cost you six grand. You sucker. Well, it's that caring, sharing uh, attitude you have. That I'm sure means you'll one day oh. be a natural replacement for consumer. I love the... I genuinely, I love it. I love it. There was another one as well that oh God, um, I was laughing at. It went wrong for some poor woman. Oh, it doesn't matter. What are you laughing at? You shouldn't be laughing. Oh, come on. You're telling me you're not sniggering when, when people no. who deserve it get their comeuppance. No. And that, that involves the consumers as well. No, I'm not. I I'm, like, a, look, I'm a consumer in the same way as... What? You remind me, I'm, I'm trying to get... A, a, I need a credit card, a short notice. Anyway, um, the, the poor... F- you got so angry, that poor fella, and this isn't funny, who paid extra to have the front seats in the coach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? 
And why are you finding all this? I'm funny? not finding that funny. I was I was finding your at your indignation. You were furious. Yes. He paid extra for the the front seats of the coach, and they said, "Oh, we okay. can't do that." Yeah, but he struggles to walk here. I know he does. The driver could give him a little lift down there. They gave it. He paid money to sit at the no. front of the coach. Yeah. I'm going to be talking to Brian later on on my show. Well, I wish Brian. I'm not laughing, Brian. I'm not laughing at you. I'm I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at anything. I found you were so furious about that. It just, I just thought, wow, that's really... He paid the money to sit at the front of the coach because he can't walk. Yeah, he says. They then say that, that, uh, oh, sorry, we've given your seats away. You've got to sit on row 16. With the greatest of respect, most coach trips are going to be full of people that don't walk very well. But he paid 20 quid to sit behind the driver. Well. He can't walk very well. Okay, well, I look for... I'm not laughing at Brian. What? I've not got... Well, anyway, I'm talking to Brian later. I'm not going to tell him you found it funny. Good, please don't, because that, would, that would, would not go down well. There's enough people hate me. What's on your show before then, please? Uh, dog poo. Uh, have you heard he's been called... He's been... Uh, some of the papers have referred to him as the uh, Turdinator. The Turdinator, yes. Uh, a man angered by owners not clearing up after their dogs has started dressing in military camouflage and hiding in bushes to catch people in the act. Have you seen the pictures? Yeah, we've done it on the show. Have you not been listening? Blimey. Well, no, we've been setting up our show. (laughs) Um, Andrew Hawes plans to take photos of offenders and will threaten to to put them on Facebook unless the owners clear up the mess. Mr Hawes, who's an HGV driver and a father of four, he spoke to me yesterday afternoon ahead of today's programme. From nine this morning... Listen to what he has to say. Uh, you don't. You don't want to go anywhere. No, I'm going to be listening. You've got he, to listen. He annoys me. He annoys me already. I think he's what he's doing is out of order. What? I think it's threatening, dangerous behaviour. No, I wish I had heard you say. Have you been saying this this morning? Yeah, I think it's intimidating. We've been asking is he a hero <sighs> or a villain, and I think what he's doing is intimidating and is unnecessary. Oh, Ian. If he's actually doing it, there's no. I've been to his Facebook page. There's no videos or photo evidence. Look, well, that's well. Yeah. I asked him the question: How many people has he caught yeah. so far? He'll reveal that after nine. None. Have I revealed it before nine? No. There's no pictures or videos on his Facebook page. I think what he's doing is threatening, is intimidating, and he's lucky uh, that if he does, if he did it to me or Dealey, he'd come a cropper. He is a hero. He's come a Haley. I tell you that. Uh, Well, from nine this morning, I'd like to hear your reaction. What is the best way to tackle dog owners who don't pick up the poo? Now, maybe you, like Ian, feel that what he's doing is not acceptable. Maybe you don't think confrontation is the right way. No. If so. What is the best way? I came up with one or two very good ideas this morning. Is it electrifying the, the grass or something? I don't know. Oh, it's still breakfast time. I won't tell it now. I'll tell it later <laughs> when it's not breakfast time because it's disgusting. After the nine o'clock watershed. Uh, what's the best way to tackle dog owners who don't pick up the poo? Your calls. 03459 from nine. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, as you've heard in the news this morning, Bedford Hospital is asking people to only use A&E in what they've termed a real emergency. Um, They say there's been a significant rise in the number of frail and elderly patients who are seriously unwell and need immediate attention. Let's speak to Colette Marshall, the medical director of Bedford Hospital. Morning, Colette. Thanks for joining us at short notice. Um, Good morning, Ian. Hi. I I thought A&E was only for real emergencies anyway. What's going on? Um, so we have seen um, an unprecedented rise in demands, um, probably about 5% increase in the number of hospital admissions over the last few days. 
Um, so at the moment, um, things are really quite busy in our accident and emergency problem, um, sorry, accident emergency departments. Um, so what we're um, saying is if people are considering where should I go with my condition, should I see my GP, should I go to the accident and emergency departments, um, please use their GP for the first port of call as long as they're um, not really seriously unwell. We kind of expect this, um, you know, A&E to be um, significantly busy over Christmas. Is it unusual for it to be so busy at this time of year? Um, not, not really. We do see um, sometimes a rise in demands at this time of year in the school holidays when children are out and about climbing trees out in the sunshine, getting stung by wasps and bees and things like that. So we, we often do see a rise in demands at this time of year. But I think what's different on this occasion is that we've also seen a rise in the frail and elderly patients being admitted. And at the moment, we don't know why that is. Um, you know, there's speculation, could there be a respiratory virus going round? But we, we don't know, that is speculation. So I think it is a combination of factors, um, a sort of natural rise due to the school holidays combined with many elderly people coming through our doors as well. Um, and are there, are you still getting, because are you still getting people that come in with stuff that, that really is neither an accident nor an emergency that, you know, that, that could wait a couple of days? Because the few times I've been to A&E, the few times, most recently, it's because one of my boys has injured themselves quite badly, but me and my wife constantly, you know, we have this discussion, should we take them to hospital? Is it worth going to hospital? I, th I think this is a hospital. Yeah, let's go to hospital. It's a real... Mm big decision to go to A&E. Are there still people just turning up? Um, I, I think there are people um, who perhaps don't realise quite how good our local GP services are. What a very delightful way of putting it. Well done, Colette. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> very you. delicately done. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, we, we do have 24-7 access to GP services in Bedford and Bedfordshire. Um, each GP service has an out-of-hours number that can be called. Um, there is a full out-of-hours service. Indeed, we have GPs stationed in our accident and emergency departments um, where we often send the people with more minor ailments um, who perhaps should have um, seen their own GP as the first port of call. So um, the services are actually very good, and I, I think people need to be aware of that. And yeah try phoning their GP um, if there's any doubt in their minds about where they should be presenting. All right, Colette. Listen, uh, uh, the fingers crossed that people get the message and um, uh, that you're able to cope. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Colette Marshall, Medical Director of Bedford Hospital, 03459 455 555. Yes. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's very busy anti-clockwise from Junction 70 for Mabel Cross to 16 for the M40. It's busy in Watford too on Exchange Road at Slow around Beach and Grove. And also in St Albans on the North Orwater Road, there are delays between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout through the roadworks. In Bassingbourne on the Old North Road, it's very busy between the Causeway and the A505 at Royston. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedford Hospital is asking people to only use A&E in what they've termed a real emergency. They say there's been a significant rise in the number of frail and elderly patients who are seriously unwell and need immediate attention. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. And millions of people will face travel disruption later today because of a strike by London underground workers. All tube trains will be cancelled from half-past six this evening until Friday morning. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lord Coe has launched an attack on the Sunday Times for alleging widespread cheating in international athletics and he's called on the sport to come out fighting. The two-time Olympic champion, who is standing for the leadership of Athletics World Governing Body, has accused the media of breathtaking ignorance. The paper said its story was thoroughly researched. On to football, Milton Keynes-Dons have announced that Keith Andrews has retired as a player to become first-team coach at Stadium MK. Andrews was player coach last season after a loan spell at Watford. Gareth Bale scored for Real Madrid in a 2-0 win over his former club Tottenham in Munich last night. Former MK Dons midfielder Deli Alley was in the Spurs lineup. Dons boss Carl Robinson says that gives the club a boost. It's great to see Deli playing for the All-Star and playing his at Real Madrid this week and I just think for him, Bayern Munich, I just think it's for him, it just shows you how far this football club's come when we are producing players of that calibre. Luton complete their pre-season matches with a short trip to Dunstable this evening. It's likely to be a reserve stroke youth side for the Hatters. More success for Great Britain at the World Swimming Championships championships in Russia with gold for James Guy in the 200 metres freestyle. Meanwhile Adam Peaty set a new world record in the 50 metre breaststroke semi-finals. England and Australia complete their preparations today for the fourth Ashes test which starts tomorrow at Trent Bridge. The BBC's Pat Murphy says Mark Wood looks set to be fit enough to replace the injured James Anderson. He did everything you'd expect of a fast bowler in his preparation. He then operated at his usual pace in the nets for around 25 minutes, the same as the other quick bowlers. There seemed no problems there. I think England really want Wood to play, not least because he's a different sort of bowler to Stuart Broad and Steve Finn, and the coach Trevor Bayliss, he went out of his way to talk up Wood after he'd missed out on the Edgbaston Test match. And in boxing, the unbeaten Floyd Mayweather will fight Andre Berto next month in what's expected to be his final fight. Britain's Amir Khan had hoped to face Mayweather. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I want to settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style
tomorrow I'll just keep moving on There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far but you know it won't be long We're almost there and we've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if uh, you want to give us a call. OK. Um, and it's... it's uh, Paul, I've, I've got to say this. Yeah. It's... it's we're, we're talking about this. It's not because we haven't got any content. OK, good. It's, OK, it's, it's, it's... Honestly, I've got so much content. Yeah. It's literally dripping out of every orifice of my body. This is like a segue. No. Oh. It's not a mode of transport for idiots. <laughs> hey, have you seen there's now super segways that No. Are... Why are we not doing super segueing? <laughs> well, I don't know if they're called super segways, that's my name for them. Oh. So there's there's segways, right, but they're smaller <laughs> and they have no stick. Well, so... that's surely uh, a roller skate, isn't it? Well, no, no, but they're motorised. I saw someone using them in London. I also saw a grown man on a silver scooter, the push kind, like, you know, the kind that um, 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 I nearly said uh, nonce. I mean, ponce would use. <laughs> Don't get those two things mixed up. It's a big difference. Hey, Ted Heath. Anyway, who'd have, who'd have thought, everybody that's been on the internet for the last ten years? Anyway. Who'd have thought Ted Heath could be... Anyone that's ever Googled anything would have thought, you know... Anyone that's ever looked at a forum could have told you. Anyway... Prime Minister. <laughs> oh, Prime Minister. Yes, Prime Minister. Now, never got that programme. Anyway, so they're like segways, but they're, they're smaller, and you just stand on them, and there's no stick to hold on to. Oh, I saw someone with a motorised scooter yesterday, and they must have been in their 20s. Yeah, that's a scooter. Well, yeah, but, you know... That's OK. It's very noisy. Startle my youngster. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? OK, I'm trying to find... Someone's messed... OK, right, so, it's... Th listen, we're only doing this, and it's not because there's no content. I've got loads of content. I'm doing it because uh, my name's above the door. We're doing this. Exactly. Ian Lee. <clears throat> uh, and, and Paul Scoynes. Hey, nice one, Kells. That's not bad. I asked her to make up this morning, and she did that. It only took her 45 minutes. We'll have that again. Hang on. Ian Lee. <clears throat> uh, and, and Paul Scoynes. <laughs> and there's another one. Hang on. Ian Lee. <clears throat> uh, and, and Paul Scoynes. I don't know anything about Operation Dark. OK, it's no big deal that you don't know. Operation Dark. I'm sorry. Just tell me what you know on Operation Dark. Who, me? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Tell me about Operation Dark. Here's what I found on the web for Operation Dark. Oh, nothing. Ian Lee. <clears throat> Uh, and, and Paul Scoynes. OK. Yeah. Two things. Yeah. 
It's called Project Dark. Oh, that's why he didn't know That's why he didn't know anything about it. And and secondly, we're only... Paul and I are only coming out now as Project Darkers. That's right. Hang on. Yeah, I can get away with that. (laughs) Why are we talking about Project Dark, Ian? We've got loads of content. Well, the second rule of Project Dark, of course. I just thought, Paul... Right, and I've got so much content... For the show. I just pushed some of it to to, to one side. We'll give it to to another show that needs content. Mm. Um, I just thought there are probably... We're in a position of influence. Be be serious for a second. We we work for BBC. We're in a slightly more prominent position. Uh, We certainly will be on Sunday. But being serious, (laughs) a lot of other people... And there might be a a number of young men out there, Paul, that are dealing with the same issues and desires that we've got that don't feel... They don't know who they can turn to. They don't know who they can talk to about their issues. On Sunday, Paul Scoynes and I will be rubbering up. We <laughs> will be um, encouraging each other. Yeah. Egging each other on. Yeah. Maybe maybe even high-fiving each other at various <laughs> points, like we suggested in the car park the other day. I would say it's inevitable. As each of us um, will probably have to take it in turns, tries to squeeze our way into a very tight wet, dark crack. Yeah. I'm, uh... I've already been working out. What, how much I owe you? I've got the money with me. Don't worry, we can sort that out. Uh, We are going on Saturday, on Sunday, we are going potholing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest, it started off as a bit of a joke. This has been a long time in the planning. Let's not uh, beat around the bush. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I'm watching J-Dog running after someone. Look, look, look. That's hilarious. That's the, that's the gayest run I've ever seen. Not that a run could be gay. Oh, God, there we go. Well, it's been nice working here, guys. I've got another Ooh. two weeks coming off, so perfect timing to offend Are everybody. still working though, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very camp jog he's got there. <laughs> camp jog. I used to go spend my summer holidays at camp jog. It's a great place. With my friend, Camp David. Now... Was that with Campari? Campari. Campari. That's from um, Shooting Stars, isn't it, the reference? <laughs> they had a Campari. Right, so, we're going potholing. It started off about a year ago, and we were all going to do it as a team, and yeah. then um, uh, uh, Catherine basically boiled it. No one committed. To no one committed. I said yes. No. And that was ignored. Matt said no, didn't you, Matt? Project Dark, not interesting to me. Not no, you. No, not you. Not you. The other Matt that's not on Fader 4. Oh, is he hung up? He's hung up. It's going well so far. Matt from the phones. Matt from the phones. Uh... Yeah. Anyway, so we're doing it, and yep. I'm actually genuinely terrified, and I was yeah. watching the video yesterday that I should oh. have watched two months ago of, of the clothes we need. Yeah, don't uh, watch the video. Anyone Matt, on Twitter will have seen me um, uh, wearing a bright orange jacket and a blue woolly hat. I bought them from TK Maxx. Yeah, I was going to say, coordination is important, <laughs> I think, uh, for visual identity. Uh, I, I'm, I'm only going to wear these clothes once. I didn't care. You know, no-one's going to see me. And You are not going to wear these clothes. You will, you will come into work every day wearing that jacket in, in the autumn. Well, I will, will do happen. I will do next week, actually, because I'm, yeah. I'm staying at your Sunday night. Why, yeah. why are we doing this? I, I think it's something we both always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, no. It's... It's mildly terrifying. It's yeah. a bit challenging. It's just two of us and a guy who um, is experienced in these things. And um, there's going to be a lot of water. We chose the... There was a horizontal option and a vertical option. Which one have we gone for? We've gone for the vertical 
option. Now, vertical means down, does it? Vertical means down and up. No, it, oh, OK, yeah, I suppose it does, options. actually, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. OK. Uh, it was a little bit more expensive, and I trust it to be a little bit more terrifying. Eee! Have you watched... Now, I gave you a documentary. Um, the, was <clears> it called? The, the Descent. The Descent. I'm presuming it's a documentary. I haven't got round to watching it yeah. yet. It's My a documentary. Me against it. Uh, don't watch it with your um, with your youngster because, well... Startle my youngster. That could happen. Mm. Um, I suggest you watch it before we go away. It's really good, The Descent. It's a documentary about four young ladies that go potholing and the adventures that they have underground really? with, okay. with the well, underground you know monsters. I'm not into those sort of scary films. No, there's nothing that. scary. Nothing scary about it at all, is there, Matt? I wouldn't know, mate. It's a bloody hell of your love banging on the bed. This is absolute bloody rubbish. I'm going to go and listen to Chris Bloody Evans. All right, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I've got your number. I tell you, you say I'm boring. That Paul Scoynes is boring. Well, you're through to Paul Scoynes now. Why don't you tell him directly? Well, I'm afraid... Hey, say, that, say that to my face. Go on. Hello, Paul. Mm. You, you sound a bit like me on a good day. Well, I take that as a compliment. Under the Eiffel Tower. Uh, Parisian? Why don't you go and look at the Eiffel Tower instead of going potholing? Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's considerably more expensive and there's... But you'll oh, never yeah. see anything like it in I'm your not, life. I'm not going to go for... for listen, we, we go, where are we going? Is it Wales, Paul? Uh, we can't reveal the location of Project Dark. That is off. Oh, in case, I, of course, do you know what? He's right. Just in case mm. um, uh, the so-called Islamic State try and get a revenge attack on us. But I'm not going to go for a weekend to Paris with Paul Scoynes. <laughs> that would look suspicious. What? Why not? Well, I mean... We I, taking the museum. Actually, do you know what? It's, it's a better idea. But, Matt, you're, you're fudging the issue. Yeah. You, 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 you're now saying, oh, you shouldn't go potholing. Initially, you said he was boring. Well, if you go potholing, you must be more boring. Uh, how, do you, how do you work that one out? Well, it's, you're getting nowhere, are you? You've just gone underground. Underground, going underground. <laughs> what, what are you doing this Sunday, Matt? Uh, I will be probably gardening. <laughs> <laughs> I've just realised why Matt wants us to go to Paris. And what when why? he said, look, have a look up, stand underneath and have a look up the Eiffel Tower, that's a euphemism. Because the last time you went to Paris, Matt... Yes. It was a dirty weekend, wasn't it? Uh, if you say so. Oh, you know it! You went with a young lady and you had a mucky weekend and you, um, <clears throat> in inverted commas, looked up the Eiffel Tower for we the first time in a long time. Tower, did you get the lift or did you use the stairs? We didn't go near. We couldn't get near the place. It's so no? Vegan. You, could, you not, could, you not get, could you not get up? Well, the reason I phoned you up, why did you play that stupid record again? You told me you'd cancelled it. Cancelled it. Well, I never said that, mate, because that don't make no sense. Got rid didn't, of it. Can didn't cancel a record, you blow. Destroyed it. I'll destroy you. <laughs> you want? You haven't got the guts to come to the Leicester Arms for a pop quiz. The pop quiz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike Reed. Yeah. <laughs> I won pointless last week. You sound a bit well, like technically you, you didn't win it. Well, no, no, I got okay. I got through to the final round of pointless last week. Yeah, well, and then I, and then I, you know, the, the Macmillan lost. Then you to, all right, Paul, thank you, Matt. I've been defending you. That's Back a off. Sad program and all pointless. Don't, right, you you button it. They paid me a load of money. I got to work with Keith Chegwin and um, for uh, charity. No, they paid me money. For, for to give to charity. 
No, no, no. Have you got your... Oh, f- didn't give it to charity. Hang on. Have you got your mobile phone on you, Scoines? I'm going to uh, text you. Yeah. Uh, shall I, shall I, if I WhatsApp you, would you be able to get that now? Yeah, I'll get it now. I'm going to WhatsApp you how much they paid me to appear on Pointless, OK? OK. It's coming through now. You should have it now. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I know. Isn't that incredible? That's my money. Oh, that feels okay. I, I've got. I'm, I'm going to have to go now, guys, because you're both getting on my nerves. But you, you mainly, Matt. Um, okay, Ian. You know, if you stand under the Eiffel Tower and someone drops a lump of brie from the top of that tower, you're probably going to die. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Matt? You want us dead? Is that what you're, you're basically... No, 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 no. I yeah, just want... Pretty much what you've heard there. ...to play some decent music for a change. Well. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 Watford Way is very busy between the Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. It's also busy in St Albans on the North Orbital Road. It's slow from the Park Street roundabout through the roadworks to the London Coney roundabout. And the A41 is slow southbound from the Hemel Hempstead Turnoff towards the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And having a look at the speed sensors on the motorways, the A1M is slow in patches from Little Wymondley uh, past Stevenage towards Oh, do you Nedwick. know what then, Sammy? <laughs> when yes. you said patches... Oh, I used to have a friend who had a dog called Patches. Aww. And it made me think of Patches the dog. And he was called Patches because he had um, uh, kind of like patches, patch marks. That like they'd, a, like sewn, a they'd sewn them onto his body. Uh. And he, he <laughs> suffered a lot, a lot. He had a terrible life, Patches. And you just brought back those really sad memories. Okay. So at the Breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, thank you so much, Sammy. Thank you. Weather coming up, 8.48. These are your headlines on a Wednesday, the 5th of August, on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Hospital is asking people to use only A&E in what they've termed a real emergency. Search teams looking for a missing Hertfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. And millions of commuters in London will face disruption from 6.30 this evening because of a strike by tube workers. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's dry at the moment. We've got some sunshine out there as well. We're at 15, 16 degrees across the three counties at the moment, but uh, cloud is thickening up and it'll continue to do so as we go through the latter parts of the morning. And it'll bring us some rain through this afternoon. First showery bits and pieces, perhaps early afternoon. It's really mid-afternoon that we start to see some heavier rain coming through. It will be generally light and patchy, so there will be drier interludes mixed in as well. But you might get the odd heavier burst through this evening. Before that, top temperature of 21 Celsius, but never fear. Looks like summer returns from tomorrow. We're fairly dry and settled right the way through Friday into the weekend. Just the risk of a couple of showers here and there. And temperatures in the low to possibly mid-20s, depending on sunshine amounts. Every weekday morning. They're not getting shown what being British is. The intention was to try and make the world a safer place. No, no it wasn't. It was to do with oil. Don't be naive, Jonathan, please. The JVS Show. I'm not comfortable with it. And if they feel they're being pilloried, well, they're putting themselves as the odd person. It's such a violation of a child's sense of safety in the world. And I hate to use that old cliche, Jane, but it hasn't done us any harm, has it? The JVS Show. No, I haven't made my point. I'll tell you when I've made my point. Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. This 
This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 455 555. So this oh this blooming chair every time. You put you put a little bit of weight on it, and I've I've got a little bit of a weight. A little bit of weight. I've got a little bit of weight. You enjoy that, you Jonathan? You wait, you wait. I'm gonna come and do um I was trained by the um the uh, puppetry of the penis people. I'm gonna come and stand by your window during your show and do the hamburger. Train they trained me. Um Good. Um Oh that's uh, oh yeah. So here's a phenomenon. I don't get right. It's the um, uh, the phenomenon. Thank you, mate. I mean, come on, guys. That's enough. Of, of the great what well, uh, the Great British Bake Off. I don't get it. I don't get why it's um, it's such a big thing everyone loves the great british bake-off apart from the daily mail the daily mail get very upset with the great british uh bake-off um because they have like people of different colored skin on there and and like gays and stuff and they i think last week they had the headline is this britain's um most pc tv program uh, how do you work that one out it was just in the paper um, but the son of they've, they've got it, and they've, this is uh, the, the headline is "Bake off his head." What? That doesn't make sense, does it? Ba- is that a pun on something? Bake like off his head. Like take off his head, but that doesn't even make sense. Well, it's basically it, he took LSD. Punk contestants LSD binge boast. Okay, is the story. But bake off his head. Is that a phrase? Off with his head is a phrase. No, phrase. but the, but but then the, it should be bake off with his head. Should off be his head. Sorry? Off his head, that's a phrase. Off his head is, but Bake Off his head isn't. Well, they're just trying to connect it to Bake Off, are they? Not very successfully. A great British Bake Off contestants, t- contestant once bragged of getting high on a mind-bending LSD-like drug. It wasn't the real stuff. Punk rock musicians... <laughs> Stuart Henschel, 35, claimed in an interview... He took a particularly potent trip on a psychedelic drink. I was, back in the day, I was um, going to go for a TV programme to a... Not just any forest. Not the New Forest, not Centre Parks, the Amazon Rainforest, to hang out with some dudes that live there. And, uh, you know, they have, um, like, a psychedelic drink... You drink this this thing and it makes you throw up. You're right, geez. Hi, boss. You drink this drink and it makes you throw up and it gives you psychedelic, it gives you like a, a religious experience. Mm. Basically, it's like liquid acid. I was going to be paid to go and do that by Channel Four of all people. So what happened? I um I got clean, so I had to say no. A Stuart told an online music fanzine, online music fanzine, <laughs> that he and his bandmates in Subsource, Subsource. There we go, got high on Ayahuasaca, which originates from the forests of South America. That's the stuff I was going to have. Anyway, he's in Bake Off. They're trying to sell Bake Off. I like like Sue from Mel and Sue a lot. Mm. Sue is brilliant. I work with Mel and Sue, and I like Sue a lot. I like Mel quite a bit. Okay. Got no no beef with either of them. I I love Sue. I had a little crush on Sue. Mm Mm-hmm. I like Mel quite a lot, and that's okay. more than I like a lot of people. More than I like anybody I can see now, apart from I can just see the tip of you Simon talking about me? head. Yeah, um, I do a lot for you. He looks a bit like Sue. 
Back off. He looks like Mary Berry. I'm looking Back at off. Pitch. I'm looking. Leave it. What's your beef with Berry? I've got no beef with Berry at all. But but don't compare me to, to looking like a lady. I'm not a lady. She's Colin Berry's mum. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Colin will be sitting at home right now, laughing in his underpants. Oh, God. That's what he does. Oh, God. He doesn't get dressed until nine o'clock. Oh, that is so exciting. I'm really envious of that yeah. lifestyle. Um, I don't get British Bake Off. I've seen bits of it. Uh, I, Mel and Sue, I think, are funny, but 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 poor Hollywood. And I just don't. I don't get it. You're, yeah. I'm guessing you're not a fan. No, not a fan at all. A bit too posh for me. Yeah, I'm a geezer. Too posh to nosh. Uh, yes. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I like that. Um, I've taken this one to the streets uh, again. A lot of tension tomorrow. I'm going back to Luton tomorrow. What, in is, Dunstable. Wrong, what is wrong with people at Dunstable today? I don't today? know. That there's just something in the air. A lot of tension out there. Been asking people about the Bake Off. Are they excited? <laughs> Here's what happens. You excited, madam? About what? Um, it's about the Great British Bake Off. Yes, I like watching it on television. Yeah. Yes, I'm a fan. Madam, good morning. I've not seen a shell suit on these streets for years. How are you today? It comes from overseas from many years ago. Okay. Uh, are you excited about the Great British Bake Off? I do like the programme. <laughs> we don't have a television that's connected at the moment. We need to get a Virgin uh, to get Virgin Underground cabling. So okay. unfortunately, we won't be watching. Kind of going into your life story now, madam. Well, listen, when you get your TV back, um, enjoy it. Thank you so much. Pleasure. <laughs> madam, what do you think? The Bake Off is back this evening. Are you excited? Feeling the vibe? Mm, I can coop just as good. Can you? So those people on TV, you think, do you know what? You may be on TV trying to impress me, but you do nothing for me. You make me sick. They don't make me sick. Just I'm a better kook. Better kook. <laughs> Thank you, madam. Are you well, madam? Yes. Excellent. There seems to be a lot of tension in the air this morning. Can I ask you a question with no, with no ag? What? Yeah. Okay. Um, the Great British Bake Off, it's back this evening. Yes. Will you be watching? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in there. Why do you love the programme so much? Why are you so excited? Um, I like watching all the contestants doing the different Bake Off, the normal people, yeah. and I just like watching them. What would you say to anybody who says, it's just a load of snobs on TV trying to look good? No, uh, for the normal housewife, no, that doesn't work because it does give you ideas. Yeah. You've got children, and the children can join in cake baking as well, so it makes it fun oh, for everybody. No. I'll tell you something, just lastly, madam, you're not normal. You're not a normal housewife. <laughs> You've got something about you. Thanks for your time. Oh, you're welcome. Never, and I've got kids, Justin, yeah. and the kids love to make pizza. I don't know, he's got some pastry, and they've just chucked cheese on it. Hmm. And they like to make cakes. Never eat a cake made by anybody under the age of... 16. Yeah, here, here. Because my boys are constantly playing with their willies. Yeah, I know, I know. You you, you tell me that on a regular basis. Yeah. And, too regular? Uh, well, if it's fact, oh. it, it can never be too regular. I got a bit distracted earlier on because I got, I got, I got, I got they sent this picture of my boys. They're on holiday. Oh, lovely. Like a little doggy. That's Beautiful. like your um, Bentley, isn't it? It's uh, Bailey. Bailey, sorry. Yeah. Okay, uh, good stuff. Sorry, I'm sorry. There's a t there's a tense vibe out there, mate. You deserve better than yeah, that. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I can handle it. I can handle it. Are you sure? Yes, yes, I'm sure. You don't go home and look at your wall of legends and say Bob Marley and the Beatles, Al Pacino in Scarface. Engelbert. Why? 
Why? Sometimes I take it to heart, but sometimes I just think, you know, people are busy and they don't. What do you want mean to you take it to, to heart? What, what have they got to do with it? Well, well, why are you going to rival radio stations? I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm taking it to my heart. Oh, I do. I'm not so their heart. sorry, mate. It's okay, it's fine. But to be honest, it's all our heart. Yeah. Because they play such great hits, "Candy" by Robbie Williams. Got 30 seconds. We've been yeah. talking about Penn School. We've been uh, n- naming all of the trustees that we are certainly aware of, uh, yep. and you've spoken to one of them. Yes, um, we were passed a telephone number by a listener. Yep. Uh, Paul Ricketts, <clears throat> one of the trustees of Penn School. Yep. I made the phone call about 20 past eight this morning, off the back of your chat with uh, Amanda. I said, uh, "Hi, it's Justin from BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm not talking to you. Phone was slammed." Why down. did you phone him up and say you're not talking to him? Um, I phoned up and said it's Justin from BBC Three Counties and Radio. And then he said... And then he said to me, gotcha. I'm not talking to you, and slammed the phone down. Just, so still, we are yet to hear from any of the trustees on the phone, at their convenience, of course, yep. on your programme. Uh, and just, Amanda, I think, mentioned uh, Mr Ricketts in the interview, and he, he said um, uh, uh, over a year ago that if the school closed down, he had more to lose than the parents. Justin, mm. excellent stuff indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Batsingbourne on Old North Road, it's very busy between the Causeway and the A505 at Royston. And in Watford on the Lower High Street, that's very slow at the Bushy Arches. In St Albans, it's busy on the North Orbital Road between the Park Street roundabout through the roadworks to the London Coney roundabout. And the A41 is slow southbound from the Hemel Hempstead turn-off approaching the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. On the M25, it's still very busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And on the trains, London Midland have delays between Wolverhampton and Shrewsbury. That's because of an accident where a vehicle has hit a road bridge. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Here's a text. Ian, uh, a friend of mine died potholing. Flipping heck. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in. What's the best way to tackle dog owners who don't pick up the poo? A man angered by owners not clearing up after their dogs has started dressing in military camouflage and hiding in bushes to catch people in the act. Andrew Hawes plans to take photos of offenders and will threaten to put them on Facebook unless the owners clear up the mess. Mr Hawes, who's an HGV driver and father of four, has spoken to me ahead of today's programme. Listen to what he has to say in just a second and I'll take your calls. What is the best way to tackle dog owners who don't pick up the poo? Here's my telephone number for your call. It's 03459 455555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedford Hospital's A&D warning, Harvardshire Walker found dead in Scotland and another tube strike this evening. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Hospital is asking people to only use A&E in what they've termed a real emergency. 6,000 patients went to accident and emergency in July. The number of hospital admissions went up by 5%. Medical Director Colette Marshall says there's been a significant rise in the number of frail and elderly patients who are seriously unwell and need immediate attention. At the moment, we don't know why that is. Um, you know, there's speculation. Could there be a respiratory virus going round? But we, we don't know. That is speculation. So I think it is a combination of factors. 
um, a sort of natural rise due to the school holidays combined with many elderly people coming through our doors as well. Search teams looking for a missing Harfordshire man in the Scottish Highlands have found a body. 60-year-old Ian Bell was reported missing on Monday. Police say there are not thought to be any suspicious circumstances. There's been a big increase in the number of fines for lorry drivers and owners who are found with illegal migrants on board. The rise is partly down to the high number of people trying to board lorries in Calais. Meanwhile, more suspected immigrants have been found in 